Are you ready for pain? Are you ready for suffering? The Five Day Rentals Podcast has a brand new Discord. A cop came to my house recently about what I've been saying in the Five Day Rentals Discord. I'm in a lot of hot water now. The Five Day Rentals Discord does not condone those comments. Hey, I joined the Five Day Rentals Discord to talk to fucking sweet ass hot chicks with super huge tits, and there are none in there. They just talk about fucking movies and shit. The Five Day Rentals Discord does not discriminate. Your boobs can be as big as you choose them to be. Hey, cool guy, John Taco Bell here. Uh, come to the Discord and check out all my sweet taco news. I'm starting a new channel. Check it out. You gotta kind of have to be here for a while before you can decide on a new channel there, John Taco Bell. Hey, John Taco Bell here again. Don't listen to what this bloke says. He doesn't know a thing about how Discord works. I can start John a channel Taco Bell's a I new want. character. Nobody really knows you yet. Get Baja Get Blasted. Eat a cinnamon twist. Chalupa it up. Live to the max. Get out of here. Hi, it's Mick Jagger here. I love movies. That's what I've heard about Mick Jagger, real cinephile. Hey, Lee. Hey, Jared. Jerry Bruckheimer here. I'm a huge hockey guy. The Jerry Bruckheimer? Lindsay How was I never in a Jerry Bruckheimer movie? Damn it, I really want to hear Kronz. <laughs> it's going to be a Lindsay Buckingham. <laughs> Holy shit, everybody. Welcome back to the Five Day Rentals podcast. We are the video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun non-genre category. And this week's round is there. We're not there yet. It's a two day rental special. And guess what we're doing? We're doing Mad God directed by Phil Tippett from 2021. So what a treat. You're getting two two-day rentals in a fucking row basically it's a gift from god um speaking of gods uh i'm here with my two fabulous co-hosts um bones and cron howard as you always first yeah so. here we go with this fight it's uh always good to be covering a movie that someone besides the three of us might actually watch so well how do we know that I didn't watch how do we this know movie. somebody? Yeah, how do we know somebody else watched this? Because you don't watch this movie, you fucking experience it, boys. And anyway, enough of you two. We got a fucking super, super special guest on tonight for Mad God, all the way from Philly. It's George Heffler from the best little horror house in Philly. Welcome, sir, to the Five Day Rentals podcast, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, cue applause. That's, yeah. that's the crowd going we'll nuts. Edit, we'll edit that in. <laughs> Great. Uh, welcome to me. Super excited to be here. Uh, been really enjoying the show, and I'm been loving the movie especially as well. So uh, this is going to be a really fun one. Hell yeah! Yeah, Mad God. Uh, 
over 30 years in the making from uh, Mr. Tippett there, finally showing the light of day. Well, I guess he put out some mini parts before that, but, you know, making that. That was just the tease, though. This is the the whole course. Well, I wasn't sure how much of it was just, you know, if you got to make an hour and a half feature uh, picture by picture, it might take 30 years (laughs) by, by itself, you know? It just depends on your work ethic, Karan. <laughs> yeah, it, it would take us uh, a million years to to do this. So, well, I'm just mm-hmm. saying, Phil, <laughs> lazy, get your life together, bro. Come on. <laughs> no, what very- else did you have going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were you making the models for Starship Troopers or something, loser? Just kidding, Mister Tippett. I'm a big fan of your work. Oh yeah. <laughs> Man has two Oscars. I don't think he needs to fucking explain himself yeah. to us. Fair, very fair point. <laughs> the uh, did anybody? Okay, so Dan, you told us about the Mark Marin "What the Fuck" episode that he was on. Yes, sir. So I listened to that yesterday. Did do you recall a part when he was talking about his? Phil was talking about his dad, who was an artist, and he kept bringing mm-hmm. him up. And Marin finally was like, "Was your dad any good?" <laughs> and. F- and Phil's like, nah, not really. <laughs> and I was like, that tells me fucking everything about him. Like, the confidence to say, like, oh, I'm great, but my daddy wasn't really good. <laughs> like, it. Sorry, uh, does WTF stand for what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Learn something new what? every day. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I didn't realize that he was swearing. I don't think I can listen to the movie or to the no, show he's, anymore. He's, he's a potty mouth, man. That <laughs> Marin. It- that's what he, what does he always say? Like, what the fuckers? Yeah. What the, what the fuck <laughs> Or some shit. What the fucking ears? Yeah. The fucking, yeah. I think he used to change it, but now I think it's just the same. Wow. Uh, I handpick anyways. Wow. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's really lost the zest in year <laughs> nine of. I think he also, WTF. he said, lock the fucks a lot, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, well, Dan, you are like everybody else and just keep mashing skip 30, right? You just get to the interview. You skip the like boring <laughs> I, I, 10 minute part. I have a little bit of respect. It's uh, set for <laughs> ten seconds instead of thirty. So oh, okay. really yeah. generous. Yeah, you know, I uh, I listen, <laughs> but we're not here to talk about WTF with Mark Marin. He's got enough fucking listeners. <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about Mad God, guys. Does Does anybody want to share some first thoughts or anything on this um, this epic piece of movie history? I will say I probably should have watched this 10 more times <laughs> to to really be remotely. I mean, I'm not qualified to talk about anything, but <laughs> to give this thing its its day in court, I really think you really have to dissect it. It's literally layered in a way like no movie we've covered has been. Yeah, I love the like fluid narrative that's happening it's like not really interested in having like a typical narrative or even presenting a narrative in a way that is easy to understand like you said you could watch this 10 times 20 times maybe still not fully get it i'm like Mm -hmm. i I, um am up to four times on on watching this movie and i still am like maybe maybe i'm picking up on, on some of these uh narrative through lines but it's really like you said more of an experience than uh, than anything else, I um, 
Also, will say that I am a big fan of stop motion in general. I think that it is, uh, by and large, pretty gorgeous. I think that like the medium itself is very impressive and good looking, and f- f- I think that just what Phil does with this movie is so remarkable. You know, it, it is um, really like artistry in motion. I think it's it's like uh, you know, th- this is movie magic, folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say that I watched the first 30 minutes of this three different times. This is almost, I mean, I, I'm sure we'll get into it, but there's no real dialogue at all in this movie. And it's almost like watching a foreign film in a way. Like, I feel like if you look away or get distracted and, any, you know, it's like by the time I looked back up to the screen, I was like, I don't know where I am now. And I got to backtrack like because <laughs> I, you know, I lost concentration on this film for a minute and um there's like, I mean, besides the visuals, there's just, there's nothing to latch on to. There's no conventional storyline or, you know, dialogue that you can kind of take in in the background. Even music. Anything, so. Like, there's not really yeah. any score to, like, help be like, how am I supposed to feel about this? <laughs> yeah, right, right. There is that so it took, interesting it took acoustic. Some, oh, go ahead. Oh, it just took some adjusting to get, like... This, this is so unlike a lot of movies yeah. I've watched that it's just a, t- a whole different feel, you know? Definitely. I think that the movie that it kind of most reminds me of is Begotten. And I think that the, like, <laughs> the, the interest that it has in kind of just being, like, shocking and titillating is really interesting, but... There, it does feel like there is more to it than that, despite the fact that it is so uh, focused on the the imagery, the the grotesqueries <laughs> that are on screen and everything. And yeah. um, I actually was thinking, you know, it is a really good looking movie, but I bet that this movie would look really cool in black and white, like Begotten. Uh, you lost Karan. You lost Karan. Uh-oh. Yeah, <laughs> not a black no, and white man. I, I brought up the other day how it seems like um, like prestige movies or like big movies these these days will get re-released in a black and white format, <laughs> and I'm always like on the fence on if I if it seems like a cash grab to me or if it's just if it really is like the director wanted to do that, but you know whatever studio was like you can't put out a black and white movie, <laughs> yeah. you know that kind of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, I I can definitely see that, and you know prestige movies like The Mist. You know, they, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, I, yeah, this is uh, just uh, I, I think that it it would it would lose something in that. I think that the colors are very punchy in this and the lighting yeah. is very interesting, but um, it could be cool. I don't know. Maybe I'll just do it myself. and I'll just like <laughs> turn down the saturation. <laughs> I'd, I'd be interested to see that surgery scene in black and white. Because what he does with that saturation on it, I did it did take me out of it at times. But I thought, it, I wonder if when you came in and you get that like Wes Anderson shot of the outside of the hospital, yeah, that might have been cool. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen something this layered since Nothing But Trouble, man. I mean, <sighs> that's true. Geez, that's true. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean. Know. When did Nothing But Trouble come out? Early 90s? This is 92, I believe, 91. So Nothing But Trouble might have made Phil go back to the drawing board. That's true. (laughs) It could be an inspiration. He was like, shit, I got to redo this whole thing. Yeah. He's taking a break from working on Jurassic Park. 
Mm-hmm. He goes he goes to the movie theaters. He says, Fuck. <laughs> Time to go back to square one. Dan Aykroyd, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. The dick nose. Yep. Of He's course. Like, well, it's genius. Yeah, he had a dick nose in his script. He had to take that out. He replaced <laughs> it with like a Tyrannosaurus dong. Yeah. On that one creature. Dude, yes. I was saying that like I watch like a new penis. Or I, I notice a new penis every time that I watch this movie. <laughs> like at one point, there's like a minotaur getting jerked off, and I like missed that somehow the first three times I watched this movie. <laughs> I was like watching again. I was just like, oh wow, yeah, they're like really going for it down there. Oh, yeah. oh the three <laughs> like demon ladies in that yeah. alley. Yeah. Well, I, I like the statement that you watch a new one every time. Like, you've already <laughs> identified them all, yeah. but you focus on a different mm-hmm. one yeah. each viewing. It's like when you, like, clock a, a extra when you've seen a movie a whole bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. And they keep jumping the line. Yeah. Like, hey, that's not right. <laughs> they ain't jumping. They're flopping the line, bro. <laughs> oh, shit. Whoa. Lucky. Damn. Dealing with some, some huge dongs here in Mad God. Yeah. <laughs> Monstrous, even. Yeah, I feel I feel like this is a weird movie to kind of talk about before we get into Diablo territory. I mean, are you are you going to explain Diablo to to our guest George here? Oh, when we get when we say we're in Diablo fire sauce, that means we're in absolute. We will spoil the shit out of this. Sure, I feel like this is a very hard thing to kind of talk about in vagary. I feel like because. It's almost harder to spoil it. <laughs> like, what? Like, what you, it's just a, a thing you look that's at. A, <laughs> yeah, that's another way to look. Yeah, because you could say, oh, he does this, but in the context of it not really having a plot, what does that matter? <laughs> right. So, yeah, it, it, it almost feels like I'd be, uh, it, like, it's the equivalent of me spoiling a painting for you. But, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and then we Somebody definitely can't. spoiled the tool music video. <laughs> <laughs> oh man one of my jokes was i was i was hoping we we're gonna get through this mad god podcast without referring to a tool video no sorry damn <laughs> hey, uh, mark it off your bingo code yep. oh. <laughs> <laughs> listeners get there you know <laughs> chug that beer right was- talked about the dicks we referenced <laughs> yeah we referenced uh, the other one so yeah it's uh there look I'm I'm nothing if not trying to give the people what they want, and that's a complete bingo card. Mm-hmm. It's true. Well, How many times do you do you think not- Adam Jones has watched this now? <laughs> he probably helped him work on it. <laughs> yeah, I think that he like re- he like has it on in the background while he recre- he recreates that Minotaur scene. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> I need, so I need more hair gel, so yeah. mm-hmm. I need more hair gel, so my hair looks like uh, <laughs> horns. How many? How many guys paused it and called their wife into the room? Like this is what I want. <laughs> I didn't even know it, but this you is tell what me I, I, want. I don't communicate, but I figured it out. This is it. You want me to mow the grass? Get on this. <laughs> well, yes, guys. Um, I took the liberty of. Of bringing up Mad God for a two-day rentals, uh, I figured I've been I, hell. I've been hearing about this movie for fucking thirty years. <laughs> nah, not thirty. Probably like fifteen years at least. When I, I mean, I've always been into movies, but it's always been something like, oh yeah, Mad God. Like, well, like 
And I was like, ah, oh, it's probably never going to happen. And then he released yeah. the, the Kickstarter stuff. And I don't remember if I even, I might have watched one of them. I can't even remember how much they were whenever they came out. But, uh, yeah, so I I took down some plot, or what what they call plot. So. <laughs> God bless. Some <laughs> beats. Mad God bless, um, even. Yeah. <laughs> if we want to go through that, we can. Um, but, yeah, this is definitely one that you really got to just watch it on a big-ass screen and... I mean, do you really need sound? I don't even think you need sound. I think so. I think the sound design on this is the best part. It is good. I it's love the sound wild. design. It's wild. It's got like this weird like naturalism to the sound mm-hmm. where it's all like baby noises and animal noises and it's just really uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. If, I think it fills in a lot of the gaps too. I mean, in that in that tank scene in the beginning when he's kind of coming down, all those little nozzles and things spinning and, you know, relief valves it really fills that up. And yeah. then even when he's like walking across, he does he pans across that slow step. Um Yeah, it, he talked a lot in that interview about not being a micromanager. So, if he had a guy who was the sound guy for this, he just said, "Yeah, let him let him go." So, I wonder if that adds to this where people t- treating it like a passion project and doing whatever the fuck they want if they just got to be like you said, layer in baby sounds and all sorts of, you know, if you can make goop even goopier, <laughs> then there's a it. spot for you on Mad, yeah. Mad God. Yeah. <laughs> I also just, do think that the sound design. Goop. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, not enough goop. <laughs> next next guy. <laughs> um, I think that the sound design also does play into, like, whatever is going on with the, like, Tower of Babel stuff that's happening at the beginning. Um, you know, the lack of dialogue and the, like, just communication through sound, I think, is really uh, leaning into that element of, of the movie, all the grunting and everything. Yeah. What it's it's got to be an interest like if you are the sound person on this because it it is like you don't have to work around dialogue like you are it's almost like just being given a, a blank slate and it's you know it's like here's all the imagery there's literally no sound attached to it yeah. and you can do whatever you like so and you have thirty years <laughs> yeah oh. yeah I'll be giving it to you over thirty years a minute at a time. <laughs> I think he did mention for music, he did have one of the members of Dead Kennedys like attached at one point. Wow. But I guess it was. I, I think he, he said wasn't they feeling were like, it. Yeah, they were like working on a project together. Like they had a couple different things going on, and I don't think any of it ever saw the light of day. But <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like he might have, you know, shown a mad god and been like, hey, take a crack at it, you know? I thought he was saying that in the like hell world. You could see the dead Kennedys. <laughs> All of them. Yes. I'm next in line for the Minotaur jerk off. <laughs> it's, it's like um it's like that movie Risk Cutters, a love story where however you died is like still like on your on your body. It's so just got like a missing face. He's still waiting for that Minotaur jerk off. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right, gentlemen. <clears throat> Do we have anything else before we want to kind of slip in here to um, some sort of plot? What's going on? 
Uh, available on Shutter. I don't know if you said that. You may you may have. I missed it. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. That's a five dollar subscription. If uh, if not, get a thirty day free pass and watch Mad God thirty times. And, and maybe <laughs> coming to a theater near you. Right? Yeah, it should be playing. I know down here it's second week of July. I think is the theaters have it lined up. So you just have to. I think you got to get on the Mad God website and see where where it's going yeah roadshow style so definitely i would i would like to see it but i've already watched it three times so. <laughs> hey that fourth time really hits special <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> yeah you you can pay attention to a new penis the fourth time so i mean tarantino said he didn't get dunkirk until like the third or fourth time so wow i think you're Who's Tarantino? Your <laughs> Who's Tarantino? Yeah, I never heard of heard of him. This He's is a guy who man. almost takes as long as Phil to make movies. <laughs> I thought he was making like a fucking Star Trek movie next. No, I don't know. I don't think hmm. they. I think they uh, laughed at the idea. I mean, I don't think he. Sh- Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, and I'm like, dude, just fucking don't do a Star Trek movie, man. Just do your own thing. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Well, I I don't think he should because if if he's literally like the next one is the last one, like I don't want it to be not your own property. Like, do do your. <laughs> oh, I you, I think he was just gonna produce it. I think he pitched oh. it. I don't think it was a he was gonna write and direct thing. Mm-hmm. I think okay. he pitched it to Paramount. They looked for somebody, and then it kind of fell through. How that's, do you not that's say better. yes to that? That's still better, but I'm like, in the same way that, I mean, look, when I was still interested in finishing the Game of Thrones books, which is no longer the case, <laughs> um, sure. I was like, all of these things that he are like pulling his attention are all well and good. Like, I like getting the new stuff in theory, but also mm-hmm. just fucking work on the books, dude. <laughs> like, this is what I'm here for. Dude, um, yeah, money came in and he was like... <laughs> He said, I am never finishing Winds of Winter. (laughs) My theory is he's waiting so long that we will forget about it. Or the people that read it will forget about it. He'll put it out. People will say, this stinks. And he'll say, yeah, you guys rushed me. (laughs) That's really funny. Like, you guys bitched about it. You guys bitched. So, it's a win-win for him. Seen the finale. Called him up and was like, I got some prequel ideas. And they're like, <laughs> ching. The thing. Um, yeah. I mean, also the fact that uh, Kit Harrington, that Pompeii movie flopped and he gave old George a ring and said, I'm ready to come back to Jon Snow, please. Yeah. <laughs> he brought in his own team, right? Yeah. Pitched it. Yeah. Yeah. He really needed that money. <laughs> yeah. He brought in his fucking middle school friends and shit. <laughs> He's going the Sandler route. Yep. They should just have Sandler play Jon Snow. Wow. Now we're talking. Shit. (laughs) Old, old snow. (laughs) Kind of like a Logan style thing. Black and white. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's still doing the like happy Gilmore noises and stuff. (laughs) I don't want it. (laughs) I'm the three eyed raven. I make your hair bright and strong. (laughs) <laughs> it's too cold in here. No, it's not. There's fire. 
Oh, you got to get Rob Schneider in there then. Oh, of course. Duh. He he look, he you know that he's he he just felt us talking about him possibly being in. He's, in gonna, film. In. he's gonna sneak into this Zoom. <laughs> he's like Beetlejuice. You say his name too many times and he just mm-hmm. appears no matter where you are. Right. Get out of here, Rob. <laughs> Enough of these fine ideas that we have, gentlemen. They're all copyrighted, by the way, by Five Day Rentals. Yeah. And the best little horror house in Philly, so. <laughs> this is the new sending yourself a letter. <laughs> it's just saying it on a podcast. Yeah. It's recorded. I it's mean, it's we, we can prove we had this idea, mm-hmm. so. It's June 25th, and it's 6.52. Yeah. <laughs> We're all holding up a newspaper into our respective... <laughs> Zoom screen. <laughs> we all know, too, what day it is. I don't know why we're proving it to each other. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. Gentlemen, from 2021 and also from after RoboCop 2 was completed, Phil Tippett's <laughs> Mad God. We start off with clouds engulfing the Tower of Babel, as George referenced a little earlier. We have uh, what looks like protests going on down at the bottom. Um, you didn't take the extra minute to look up when RoboCop 2 came out. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, um, 1990. 90, 90, 90, 90. 80. Yeah. All right. That's two? Fine. <laughs> I'm going to say two. His bone's looking it up. While he's looking mm-hmm. it up. 1990. Oh, really? So we got the clouds here, which is actually blood because he submerged this tower in a fish tank and just sprayed some blood in there. And that was the effect that came out. Uh, Is the floating creature on the top? I think that that? is our plague doctor from later on, I believe. I don't know. George, did you see that as well? Yeah, that was uh, how I took it as well. The titular mad god, if you will. Okay. All right. Uh, and I will. <laughs> you did. I did. It's locked. <laughs> That's canon, baby. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I got that on here. Yeah, the what appears to be the... He's almost looking like a plague doctor, I guess. Appears mm-hmm. at the top. We got people protesting at the bottom. Uh, then our quotes from uh, Leviticus come in. Uh I got them all written down here. I don't. Do you guys want to hear them? Or yeah, I, I want to hear it. Uh, okay. If you, if you disobey me and remain hostile to me, I will act against you in wrathful hostility. I, for my part, will discipline you sevenfold for your sins. Uh, you shall eat the flesh of your sons and the flesh of your daughters. That's fucking metal right there. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I will yeah, destroy I you. Like a yeah. If there was a guy screaming this over. Blast beats. Yeah. People would be way into it. Dude. You know, there's a fucking metal band out there that's already working on it. That's just, that's just reading Bible yeah. stories. I'm, I guarantee you. Fuck, fucking... dude, I hope somebody is doing a Dark Side of the Moon and matching an album up to this. <laughs> it's perfect for it. Hell yeah! You don't even have to worry about like missing any dialogue. Maybe hey, Paul uh, Rust will do like a he'll identify a great watch along for well, it. Yeah, because this seems right up his alley, right? <laughs> When I think Try about it. Paul Rust, I think he loves the goopy stuff. Mm-hmm. 
try it with Dark Side of the Moon. I mean, that thing <laughs> seems to to match up with a lot of stuff. Yeah, hey. so. Oh yeah, when he's digging through the guy's chest cavity and his money starts playing. Oh shit! Too much shit. Not gonna mess with it, <laughs> bro. Turn it off. Can't it's do fucking it, dude. blowing my mind, dude. <laughs> this shit's blowing my mind. All right, where are we at? When the lion roars three times, we are still at the record. We are at the Tower of Babel, and you're reading the beginning. (laughs) Oh yeah, right. Eating the flesh of the sons and daughters. Yeah, eating our daughters. All right. I will destroy your cult places and cut down your intense strands, and I will heap your carcass upon your lifeless idols. God damn! I will spurn you. I will lay your cities in ruin and make your sanctuaries desolate, and I will not savor your pleasing odors. Not the pleasing odors. <laughs> I will make the loud de- or the land desolate so that your enemies will s- who settle it shall be appalled by it, and you will scatter among the nations. Your land sucks. Dude, I really love that idea. Just Shit like land. The next people who come by are just being like, oh, this place is fucked. <laughs> Piles of shit everywhere. <laughs> In a way, the Bible is the original poltergeist. <laughs> uh, directed by Steven Spielberg. Wow. Bro, Controversial. Hot take. Hot, take. hot take. You heard it here first. Uh, I will unseat the sword against you. Your land shall become desolate and your cities of ruin. And like I said, uh, if you want to get more on that, it's Leviticus. It's located in your. Is this uh, what was written on Bible. the paper that your wife Welcome pulled out of the Welcome to Metal Fest. <laughs> no, because she'd be like, "Oh, are we going to church on Sunday?" And I'd be like, "No, sorry." <laughs> Tower of Babel, pretty. I mean, for the Bible, pretty fun story. I think it was. Uh, I mean, th- you could probably elaborate more than me, but created languages because they were ignoring they said we're better than god we're gonna yeah, build okay. this tower and reach the pierce the heavens <laughs> i'll right. reach up and strike god himself and um he was like hey i don't i don't like that at all <laughs> and he broke the tower and he shattered the world of man into our various cultures uh, and that's why we can't understand each other without uh because we used to just have the one language apparently <laughs> But God damn it, I got an Apple phone now. I can do what I can hear. Ever. I can <laughs> read Take your that, signs. God. <laughs> yeah, they, re- they really are the modern day Tower of Babel. Um, Where's your and- God now? <laughs> Every time you reach in your pocket, it's blasphemy. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. If you're using Apple, you're going to hell. Yeah. What? Steve Jobs and that. No, 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 no. You can't be a bad guy and have an iPhone. That's, oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. That's we true. actually are under that same contract. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I um, I will also say that as far as like the Tower of Babel stuff is concerned, there are some elements of this movie where I was like, is it maybe about like the creative process in some way where like the idea of him not being able to communicate through words. So he has to put his stuff on screen and then, you know, there's a. Uh, uh, a few other moments where it does feel like it might be that, you know, kind of plumbing the depths of the human soul and beating your head acro- against the wall, like getting the same result over and over again. Um, I don't know. It felt like maybe it was a stretch and it didn't occur to me until this fourth watch. But I was like, maybe maybe there's something there about that. And then also maybe they're not interested in having <laughs> be about something. It could just be a fucking rad piece of art. So, 
yeah. yeah, I mean, also, he says it's based off of uh, the Divine Comedy as well, so... Wow. I mean, I don't know, I've picked up a little on some of that stuff as well, but yeah, it seems... I think he's kind of shoving all that in there as, like, this took me fucking 30 fucking years, and yeah. god damn. You, you just named 10 highbrow things, and no one can argue with you, because... <laughs> It's like, well, I've only read one of those, so I can't really say. Mm-hmm. Well, there mm-hmm. in the interviews that I've listened to this past week with him, uh, I think I listened to three podcasts, and all of them asked about plot, and he was like, "It's just art." Like that's he would come up with like he used Beethoven on one of them. I think he used like one of the artists that really influenced him on another, and yeah, every time it was like, "It's just art." Like it's art. Yeah. Man, that's so easy. <laughs> Phil Tippett going around pulling the David Lynch. Matt God is my most spiritual film. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that, or the most powerful thing to me, and it'll take a minute before we get there, so I'm going to talk about it now, really was the uh, the creatures that are born of the shitting electrocuted guys. Yeah. And their, like, their 10-minute sequence that to me, I thought was the most powerful. Like I could read into that, this like literally creating what destroys you, mm-hmm. and that, like that whole grind. And I thought we were going to be on that, okay? Because you know, as our assassin drops down, he goes through all these crazy layers. And I thought, okay, he's going to get to a certain point, and that is all meant to be what got us to this point, right? And he was maybe saying, all right. He gets on the ground and starts walking through where we're at now, and then where is the future going to be? Mm. But I didn't. I didn't get that continuing. That was when I really noticed. And then he even talked about it, how your narrative sort of goes off parallel. Yeah, and you follow this for a while. But if you could have maintained that for an eighty minutes, I think I would have been much more on board with this. That's a so. that's deep from that. I I was really just like, oh, I get it. I'm like a shit guy too. I'm like a, I'm yeah. a piece of shit. No, we're saying the same thing. I just <laughs> Oh, okay. I was trying to be eloquent about it, you know. Mm, but, I, yeah, I yeah. see. I see. I also think just you know, on that same kind of like uh element there's so much of this just feeling like him just being like, hey, it's a fucking unfeeling world out there. Everything is killing and fucking and eating and shitting and like isn't that yeah. fucking wild? <laughs> Just like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right, Phil. <laughs> and you yeah. always have that excuse of, well, nothing makes sense. Mm. Real life doesn't oh, make wow. sense. So, so true. This is the world. <laughs> so deep. Really great point. Insightful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you, Patrick. So thought provoking. <clears throat> All right, gentlemen, we cut to a war zone type of city. Going, I mean, that's every fucking place we're at in this movie, pretty much. <laughs> Make some shit in, in there with it. This place has fucking anti-air guns, though. Yeah. Fucking cool as hell. Oh, we got a chamber, like, something being lowered down uh, from the sky. <clears throat> uh, we got one of the kind of a machine-looking guardmen that sees it. And the ground attack starts with, uh, like Bone said, cannons being fired at it. I think one, they're terrible aim. Like, only one hits it, I think. Uh, this is uh, our- all you need, Dan. <laughs> That's true. I No, no. I've seen Top Gun Maverick. They got hit, like, four or five times. <laughs> three. Three times. Yeah, it's, maybe yeah. five. 
Well, I'd hate to bring back up the Kennedys, but I think one good shot (laughs) might be all you need, dude. No, that was magic, Kron. That was magic. (laughs) I heard it was actually um, this little stop-motion assassin who was uh, the third man (laughs) on the grassy knoll. (laughs) That's the fucking sequel, guys. How'd you know? (laughs) All right. In this chamber is our assassin. He's called the assassin, our main character here. Uh, If you got a problem with that, uh, contact Mr. Uh, Tippett. (laughs) Uh, he's playing with some of the controls in his little chamber here, which is fucking awesome. Like, all the little shit that's going on. He's got the birdcage. He's got all the gears that are going. I love that type of sure. shit. So. There's gizmos. There's doodads. Yeah. There's whatchamacallits. Mm-hmm. The whole kit and caboodle. It is interesting, though, that, um, like, what is that doing? Because he's just on the end of a rope. So, what... <laughs> What is he um, controlling, it's cha- really? He's changing the temperature, man. Oh, maybe, oh, he's compensating pressure change, I guess. If he's Could changing be. elevation, maybe. Turn, yeah. turn on the air conditioning. He's getting the bends otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So we keep getting lowered deeper into our uh, strange-ass world here. And like I said, we're I'm not going to do it justice. you got to watch all the detail that is added to these layers dinosaur fossils and shit yeah yeah we got staircases here we got forests uh dinosaur bones as well looks fucking great uh we're lowered into a great room that's filled with statues um i believe there is oh wait maybe that's another part some of the statues i think they've already come out with and said what some of the movies they were from or what they were after. One was from like a 50s movie, I think. Is My dumb ass was like, oh, this is deep. He's going to where all the dead gods are. Wow. Like those are all the previous gods of other. Oh, shit. Wow. Shit. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be. I don't. Could be. There was a yeah. Char- Charlie Chaplin and Forrest Gump. And that's the <laughs> conclusion you got to. <laughs> This is a fucking short circuit. <laughs> I, I believe he did work on short circuit too, though. I, Mr. Tippett did. Yeah. Weigh in, Phil. Tell us. <laughs> Where was that in the interviews? That's what I really wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit about your shit covered world. What about, tell me about short circuit too. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's talk about one of the movies you made in three months already. <laughs> hey, uh, Pam, I went on this podcast, Five Day Rentals, about Mad God, and all they asked about was Short Circuit 2. <laughs> Fucking idiots. <laughs> it was the best interview years. I ever had. <laughs> 33 years of work, and they want to talk about that. Finally. Finally, yes. <laughs> I hired him. <laughs> Mad God 2, Electric Godaloo. <laughs> All right, so we we can descend deeper, and we get stranger and more unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, we go into uh, goes past what looks like an alien skull here. Um, that is actually Phil Tippett's face that he sculpted <laughs> many years ago. He said. We finally come to a stop. We're surrounded uh, by what looks like uh, candy corn and Lincoln logs. Anybody get that? No. Don't remember. No, I don't know. I I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I didn't grow up with toys. I think we've talked about this before. You know, you grew up with the refrigerator. Movie toys are bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, you just said they seem fake. Yeah, you didn't have Lincoln logs because you were playing with uh, gold coins all day. (laughs) I had real. I was throwing them at the poor kids. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. The assassin opens up his chamber here and begins walking through this thrashed ass landscape. Um, it's like seven minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, it takes fucking forever for him to descend. Yeah. And it's like, I think, I think this is somewhere in the things get stranger. Like there's like a masturbating mannequin and stuff like it's uh it just like it's not just the landscapes that are bizarre <laughs> i guess is what i'm yeah. trying to say like the activity that's happening within them is also like intense <laughs> yeah, yeah that's he, like the next like, it's like the first room he goes into right is the monkey well, being tortured and the we're not even there yet guys oh, we, shit. Ha- we haven't even got to him stepping on the two elves uh arguing over the dead corpse of santa <laughs> wow is that are those phil are those Phil? What do you mean? Are those Phil? Like, did he put himself is in he, there? Is he acting those out? I don't know because they look like old white-haired dudes, and I thought that. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, look! Not to keep blowing your mind about this uh, dark side of the moon thing, but this is the Dorothy falling on the witch moment. Oh shit, dude! <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me start the record, dude. <laughs> Sorry, I started on side B, dude. We're going to have to start the movie over. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. We're like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Can't wait. You know what? Fuck it. Let's just see where it goes. <laughs> Maybe this will be even better. <laughs> We're going to be pioneers, dude. <laughs> All right. So it goes side B of dark side, <laughs> side A of the wall, side A of dark side. Wait. Finish I- off with wish you were here. <laughs> <laughs> I got a cassette. How does this going to work? <laughs> All right. Uh, yes, there are two elves arguing over what looks like a, a corpse of Santa and our assassin just steps on him. So if that doesn't tell you to watch this movie, I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. It's only going to get fucking weirder, people. Yeah, you're, be- you're beyond help if that doesn't get you. <laughs> I mean, that should have been the poster. It's just said <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, I'm buying a ticket to that. <laughs> All right. He, uh, our assassin, he takes out his uh, crusty old map here that is falling to pieces, and seems to find out or find on his map where he needs to go, and continues his journey through what looks like a looks like a toxic waste site or something there. Um, he takes out his boy not yours, and um, kind of looks over at a house on a hill. Uh, we zoom into the windows. Uh, we see a kid watching a hot dog on a TV. Bones, mark that up as a hot dog movie. This is a hot this dog is, movie. This is now on the hot dog or dead dog list. Yep. yep. It looks as though it's a hot dog uh, being almost wiped clean of any condiment with a Ooh. piece of sandwich bread. Mm-hmm. It, I, Or I don't know if it's supposed to be like suggestive. I know they like it but, looks like they slam it down into yeah, the it, bun. it it looks as though like you know you're pushing something into a towel and then wiping it off. Mm-hmm. They're doing that with a hot dog and a piece of sandwich bread. Right. George right now is there. George right now is literally like these three guys are talking more detail about this hot dog than anything else in this movie. <laughs> and you're right yeah. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> We're glad to have you, George. Uh yeah. And and then in two other windows, it's somebody being murdered and a guy playing piano. So I wonder what thing I'm going to watch. Mm. I'm definitely going to I'll, the pianist. I want right. to watch that. Uh, this is it's, it's very uh, rear window in its own way. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And in the same way, um, somebody comes in and is like, search warrants are dumb as fuck. Go ahead and, like, break into that guy's house. (laughs) I don't know. A big enough hot dog is probable cause, man. (laughs) Great point. All right. Check out uh, Bones' letterbox list of hot dogs and dead dogs. Uh, we got a bell starts going off, ringing. Uh, this gets the attention of the assassin here. Uh, we kind of pan back out to the, where he is on the ground. Uh, we got an an invisible man-looking worm creature that comes out of a little tunnel here. Mm-hmm. It's all he kind of looked like the invisible man, like the yeah, the what's it? What thirty-eight? I believe it was. Kron. That was George just covered it. I have covered yeah. it. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. That was a fun one. I really, that's probably, look, not to get too sidetracked, but I think that might be my favorite of the Universal Monsters. It's very wow. fun. Very fun. You heard how it do you, here. Yeah. How do you feel about that, uh, that failed dark universe? <laughs> I think it's truly like one of the worst ideas I've ever heard. <laughs> like, like, I, uh, Think about, I actually, have you guys ever heard of that, like, drinking game where, uh, you, like, do, like, you put together, like, a little presentation, and then you have, like, three minutes to go through it, and, but people are allowed to, like, ask questions, and for every, like, amount that you go over the time limit, you have to drink a certain amount. Um, my topic of choice was literally, like, why the Dark Universe was such just a terrible decision from the word go, and I literally went through and, like, pulled all of the individual ratings for the solo jaunts from Universal Monsters and then compared them with all of the crossovers that had happened and was like, they should just stop doing crossovers for these and just focus on making a good movie (laughs) because it is it does not work there are exceptions of course you know Abbott Costello is a a perfectly Mm -hmm. fun movie but is it on the same level as the solos? I don't think so no, yeah, but they and they also appreciated like making a horror movie first. Yeah, I feel like, and you can't do that now. Like, yeah, everything would have to be so stale. Oh sure, I mean, even you yeah. look at the the Mummy, and it was like such. A, it was just an action movie. It was like it was not really like it didn't have any real interest in doing anything horrific. Even the nineteen ninety nine Mummy had the like scarabs crawling around in the skin and stuff. Oh, um, I love me a ninety nine Mummy. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And this one, I just, I mean, beyond. It's just what a it, what a nightmare. Well, if, if they would have just started with Brendan Fraser's Mummy, followed by uh, Verhoeven's Hollow Man, built, built the dark universe from there. Fill in the gaps, like, dude. Yeah, shit. You, yeah. Perfect. You got two home runs. <laughs> just build from there. Yeah, and then also just have Verhoeven do all of them. Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah, yeah shit. Would, would <laughs> all right. So this. This invisible man-looking worm, he comes out of this tunnel. Um, this bell's connected to a little light, which has caught a uh, little duck, dick-licking, or licking, looking creature, and Ooh, pretty much like a dick-licking Sorry, creature. Sorry, I, 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 yeah, Is it I know where your mind's at. Dick-looking, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to pile on. It's looking, not licking. Okay. okay? 
but we will go motherfucker said licking. <laughs> you, you weren't paying attention to the right part of the background of the mm-hmm. scene, dude. I got another computer over here, and there is some stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, this catches the attention of a bigger creature uh, with human teeth and a goddamn cleaver coming out of the house. Classic. Um, Mr. Tippett did explain that he found these teeth, um, I guess, in a... Cemetery? No, it was like an <laughs> old estate from one of his buddies' house, and it was hadn't been opened in years, so... It's Blue Velvet 2, like, <laughs> out in the field. Is there a sequel to Blue Velvet? There is now. It's Mad God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's grown to love Heineken in the sequel. <laughs> what is what is he going to... Oh, he's going to smell all sorts of weird shit. In the- <laughs> Look, right. someone so- screaming baby wants to fuck in this movie wouldn't feel out of place is all I'll say. No. No. <laughs> There's no dialogue. I'm sure that's what they were saying. Yeah, somebody <laughs> would open their window and yell, shut the fuck up, like in Last Action Hero. <laughs> All right, he, all right, this creature comes down from the house on the hill. He catches the invisible man looking worm there and just starts chopping his ass up. Uh, this allows our assassin to escape and uh, to check out his crumbling map again. Uh, he finds a wire and steps in and pulls him up. He falls. What's the purpose or, of the map? It just falls apart the entire time. Oh, I was itching to ask what you guys thought. Like, what it, the map? It kind of disintegrates 30 minutes in, and then I guess we kind of get like a scene where they establish how the map gets created. Yeah. You see, um, I think we got two assassins going on here. I was I was thinking that, it, you know, not to lean too heavy on this, uh, maybe it's about the creative process thing, but for me it was kind of like, uh, hey, there's no path to success that you can, like, just have laid out for you, and uh, even if you're using the old gods, as it were, as, like, a, a foundation and a, a, a glimpse of things you could use uh, to find your path, um, it can't, you can't just copy it right away like you can't just copy it exactly the same and uh, you have to find your own way hmm yeah i like that yeah i was thinking like all right adulthood right you're young you think oh the older i get the more i'll know mm. and so as like i forget the more, everything the, mm. yeah but as he progresses further and further parts of it rip off what ripped off was it parts that he's already been to was it parts that he think that he would get to like is that memory fading like do you sure. not really do you not really learn as much as you think you would know when you get mm-hmm. to your thirty and you're like, shit. When my dad was thirty, was he as dumb as I am? Sure. Like, hey. was he faking it? You know, the wise man that's, knows he knows nothing. That's what they yeah. say. That's. I mean, that was I'm, my dumbass <laughs> thought on it. I'm taking it. There's a lot of moisture in this world because there's shit and puke and everything. <laughs> so maybe it's just paper just doesn't work down there. Also, yeah, wasn't it like maybe human skin? <laughs> it's yeah, not he, like maybe what obviously. It was. Yeah, he, he fucked up with all those <laughs> yeah, valves and shit in the chamber. He like, you know, like, wow, that's what yeah. Trying to do, uh, Dan. I gotta say, we're watching this movie from the same place because the deepest my thoughts got about it were oh, they should have built that map out of better material. <laughs> like, it's fucking dumb. <laughs> now this guy's not going to be able to get where he needs to go. <laughs> I'm telling you, it truly like I didn't consider any of this until this fourth time through. <laughs> like, it's just so overwhelming that it really like, you have to kind of go through it that way. <laughs> Damn, I got one more watch to do. All right, hey, I'm so telling you, man, back. find that in theaters one. <laughs> All 
All right. So, uh, all right. He pulls on this chain. It falls through the ground. We go deeper into our descent here. He opens up a door. Uh, there's a monkey strapped to a hospital bed that sadly looks at him, and our assassin <laughs> does not help him. Nope. Uh, we got some other weird shit going on in there. We got a like a lizard and a tank, a fish tank, I believe, and then like a salamander or a newt or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, well, this is. But the so, doll is really what stands out. Yeah. Uh, well, do you guys like anyone in this movie? Like, is there any character you like? Because yeah, I felt like one. up and up until this point, we were following the assassin. But it's like there's this part. There's another part too where he like does not help a, a creature, and it's like I don't really root for this guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. he just seems like a dick. He seems like a huge asshole. I mean, he's on he's a, a mission from a, a He's a man on a mission. <laughs> yes. yes, but at the same time, it's like. He has no well, save the cat moment for mm, you to yeah. get on board. Very yeah. deliberately, mm-hmm. in fact, just does not he does not save the cat or the monkey. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the one character that I like is uh, those bugs who are playing cards and having a tea party. <laughs> oh man, they reminded me of the little creatures from Men in Black. Yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> and they're great too. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they were credited. I don't- that, that's them. The assassin seems like the main character at this point in the movie. And when I got to this part of the movie, I was like, hey, fuck this guy. <laughs> like, this guy's a dick. Well, we know that Kron here is pro monkey. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I almost wonder, too, though, if like if the way to help it would have been like just fucking putting it out of its misery, because it does not seem like the it, anything that's it, happening would be good. <laughs> anything would have been better than shutting the door. <laughs> True. But, Honestly, though, he he sees the monkey, he sees the things in the cages, he sees the salamander, then he sees the mannequin that's masturbating. Mm-hmm. He might think, oh, this is all an elaborate setup for her to get off. <laughs> who who am I to come in here and fuck up her kink? Oh, right? Because he, he shuts the door like, oh, this. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, like maybe it, sure. if you don't have the mannequin masturbating, you think, oh, okay, this is fucked up. But then, oh, this is a kink. Yeah, what he, you he, didn't understand is that the monkey's word. chittering was, we are actually into bondage, I have a safe word, please shut the door and leave us alone. <laughs> yes. That, you want to join, mate? I mean, <laughs> it could be my lack of understanding. That's <laughs> Listen, I just, I've I've opened a few doors this, in, in situations like this. <laughs> I can tell you, they usually end with get the fuck out of here or get your pants off. So I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm out. All right, it sounds like you just need to watch this three more times. <laughs> it's true. Can't wait to see what uh what I get out of it on number five. <laughs> you know what? We'll come back in, in six months and do the same episode. <laughs> A whole new penis to focus on in the background. <laughs> oh man. All right. So he yeah, he closes the door and it's like, fuck this, I'm not messing with this stuff. Uh, continues down through a dark tunnel. Uh, it opens up into people in electric chairs being electrocuted. Um, their bodily fluids are spewing out of them at a rapid pace and are being collected. Sorry, uh, that's um, not the speed it's supposed to come out of you? Uh, I don't know what happens. George, you what might want to. fluids wanna... come out when do you get electrocuted? I, uh, you I think I want to eat some rice or some bread or something. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If you'll excuse me, I have an emergency room to visit. (laughs) 
I mean, if you've gone 30 years, I think you can wait two more hours. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's it's kind of just like a you get used to it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't. Now worry. you'd be in worse trouble if you if you switched to a firm <laughs> stool. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, are you coming over at five? Yeah. Hey, did you? When's the last time you bought new shoes? Why are you asking me that? Uh, just don't worry about it. Just don't wear your new shoes. Okay. Wear your yard shoes. Galoshes. Yes. Wear your. Wear your. No Crocs, please. <laughs> your waiters. Grass stained old New Balances <laughs> that you use for the yard. <laughs> I will say the scope here, like the scale of him walking in front of these giant things, I thought was. That was the most effective in terms of scale. It's there, cool. It, there definitely was some layering when he's kind of inside profile walking in front of them. But mm-hmm. when you first sort of see them, it is incredible. Yeah, these uh, these fluids, it, most, it looks like shit mostly, but I don't know. I'm like, how can that much shit come out of something? Jesus. Um, looking like Taco Bell. Uh, the assassin wow, got him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Taco Bell for sponsoring. Uh, the assassin Winner of the franchise wars. That's mm-hmm. that is true. You're only punching up when you fuck with Taco Bell. <laughs> yep. You think we could get him? <laughs> get him? I think so. Yeah, you know. You're gonna get John yeah. Taco Bell for the podcast. <laughs> if there's a guy named John Taco Bell out there, he is more than welcome to be on our show. <laughs> he can take my spot full time on the show. <laughs> Well, you could just avoid that by changing your name to John Taco Bell Bones. Shit. <laughs> I was going to say it'd be like, uh, guys, we got them. We got the the Taco Bell Chihuahua on the pod today. <laughs> Yokiero Mad God? Mm-hmm. He's, he's joining us to discuss Short Circuit too. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was going to be like Obama walks out to a press conference and says, we got him. Ladies and gentlemen, we, <laughs> we got him. Have, we got John Taco Bell. We got it. John Taco Bell will be on Five Day Rentals. <laughs> Tonight, the Navy SEALs assassinated the Taco Bell dog. Ay, caramba. Breaking news here about Top Gun 3. They're no longer taking Tom Cruise. It's John Taco Bell. <laughs> Stepping in. All right. Um, our assassin checks his map again. Still crumbling. Sorry, call sign, fourth meal. <laughs> That's a good one. He always has a bogey on his six. <laughs> oh, it's a, uh, oh shit, what do they call the fries? Churro fries? Nacho fries? <laughs> no, they're the... They, yeah, they have the nacho fries now. Um, the cinnamon twist? Cinnamon twist, there you oh. go. Uh, target locks on, I'm preparing to Baja Blast. <laughs> I'm doing a chaloop de loop. <laughs> we can do this all the face of maneuvers. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Alright, we're never gonna get through this fucking thing. <laughs> Alright. Sorry. No, it, we love dude, it. you're fitting in beautifully. Cron <laughs> will come up with two more by the time I get down to like my next three sentences anyway. We'll circle back to this at the end. Yeah. <laughs> chaloop to roll. All right, he takes another elevator down, descending even deeper into our wonderfully filled world of madness. Um, 
He's also uh, follow. We also follow the flow of all these body fluids as they are processed through a crazy-looking decapitated head through the mouth and through more tubes, wires and strange-looking veins, skin sacs, anything you can fucking possibly think of to connect these to this fucking head that is sick. <clears throat> uh, this horrific machine slash human is pressing together little faceless dirt and hair lint people. That's that's what I came up with, guys. I mean, they look... They look, they look like, like hairball people. Yeah. yeah. They look a little dirty. Dryer linty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are like, dust when you, Yeah, that's when what you they first look wash like. a, you know, fresh thing of denim. Yeah. I'll see three of these tomorrow when I do laundry. I'll send, I'll <laughs> send pictures. All, well, you got all those Oshkosh overalls you gotta wash yeah super uh lenty those guys i'm surprised there's been a fire hazard <laughs> my children were on fire <laughs> when you know, i threw matches at my kids they <laughs> you know they make pajamas fireproof you should wow. know. bones you were a firefighter you know that yeah you know everything about fire right <laughs> Yeah, I've ma- that's, I mastered that's why, it. That's why I don't do it anymore. I moved that's on. why you always rushed into those houses wearing children's pajamas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's really what... I look like an old-timey miner and shit running in. <laughs> oh, shit, dude, you got rocket ships tonight? Yeah, new dude. <laughs> it's nice because with the footies, I don't even have to put on <laughs> socks. <laughs> it keeps my feet warm. Not that that's a problem, mm-hmm. but, you know. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Uh, it's pressing these uh, little dirt people, hair people together. It's got a uh, a real puppet master green elixir thing that's also being pumped in there. You're welcome, Karan. Mm-hmm. Obviously a lift, but you know, mm-hmm. it's, you know. All, all the masters steal from their, let's from not, their favorite sources. So let's it's, not it's tell cool. Charles Brand he'll try to sue, I'm sure. <laughs> Band, sorry, did I call him Brand again? Oh, oh I, dude. I thought you were trying to... Be like legally distinct. Yeah. <laughs> Charles Charles Brand Don't. is the off brand Charles Band. Don't even well, say his name. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll we did we'll get, get three cease and desists, so you know. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Can't fucking talk Classic about that Charlie Band. Hey, that guy <laughs> doesn't pay people a lot of the time. So <laughs> I don't know if he has a, a leg to stand on. He really was just like, Can you please send seven dollars in the mail, <laughs> please? <laughs> I could just get a little bit. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So they're pumping out assembly chain style with these fucking things. Just like Taco Bell pumps out quesadillas. Um, (laughs) The assassins continues to his targets. I feel like we have plot going here right now. Like there is a, all right, we're going to have something here. You're, you're, you're with him. Yeah. 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 So okay, even even later on on another section, I feel like there was still some there as well. And I'd say the first half feels a little more like a plot in a way than the last half. But well, it's interesting to me because it feels like a very natural progression to me, even though it is like a, a strange plot choice or narrative choice or whatever you want to say, because like. I the way that it just kind of like lazily switches perspective, I think, is one of my favorite things about it, you know, that it is experimental in that way. 
it's it's not so caught up on like oh I have to be following this character the whole time. Um, I, I think that's really cool. You know, it, it might not work for every uh, every night. You know, maybe you have to be in a little more of a relaxed kind of environment to really um, be in the mood for that sort of thing. But uh, I think that there is it's not just like Flash. You know, I think that it's it is like an interesting, deliberate choice, and uh, and it works for me on like a filmic level. Yeah. I think it's nice too because this is thirty three years in the making. It's like I have so much to fucking show you. So yeah. like, look what I built over here. So right. I'm like I said, yeah, I'm fine with kind of the flow as well. I think. <laughs> The I idea mean, of him having to be like, flow. shit, I wanted to do, like, I wanted to go over here and now I have to spend another 30 years making the fucking movie. <laughs> Skyscraper's going to take me 10 years to fucking be divorced by this. <laughs> well, he had, he talked about in uh, an interview that I watched, he was actually trying to map it out somewhat visually. Like, he didn't want a straight line plot. He wanted you to be able to jump off. Yeah. And then I thought I thought about that and I was like, and I'm totally fine with that because that builds that world. If you go off for a, little, a few sequences and you come back to him, yeah. you've built the world out and you 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 truly show. I think my problem is when you get to that midway point and he goes so far out mm-hmm. that you can't naturally come back. And then that's where you get in that question of like, well, do I I got to get back on point or is it an artistic choice? Like if it were a graph, it's almost like a Christmas tree. Or a pyramid, yeah. And how far out you go, and I do sort of have a problem with that. I wish it would almost circle back, and as you got to the end, it was a little tighter. Yeah, I think one of the things. So that it definitely does stick out to me as well that it does feel like it goes way out of the way. But I think that part of what does save that for me is that when it does try to like kind of get back onto the path. I feel like the scope of the movie also expands while that's happening. You know, suddenly we're seeing the puppeteers at work and the the it's becoming more than just the landscapes that he was wandering around in. And I think that even as it is diverged, you can kind of see like, oh, look, I can actually still see the assassin like over there, like yeah. in terms of uh, how it's relevant. So um, that I, I totally see your point. But yeah. uh, I'm, I just think that they do enough to kind of accommodate that for me. Right. And how do you feel? And we'll get to the point where you can definitely tell like, oh, he's using modern tech because mm-hmm. the it just looks different. Yeah. That to me, whenever it extended was sort of a bummer because I thought, oh, maybe he added this later to fill this part, mm-hmm. especially in those surgery scenes. I thought, oh, maybe he shot this later to fill in. But then when that continues, that it didn't roll back enough. But I see your point. Like, he's still always there. Mm-hmm. You're still always following him. Yeah, I, I, you know, I definitely, again, <laughs> see your point. Yeah. I think that <laughs> this is a moment where it feels like it's playing into the mixed media aspect of it. You know, obviously there is a, uh, it's mostly stop motion, but there are a few moments where it does kind of break that. And it is jarring. But in a way that I feel like does keep it fresh for me, I think that the more modern looking moments uh, certainly don't have the same punch as the practical puppeteering and everything. Um, yeah. But I don't know if it was enough to really uh, pull pull down the movie too hard for me. 
Well, that is a great segue uh, there, Bones, because from here, we kind of follow these little lint creatures on kind of their journey through what world they're kind of living in. I mean, that's the kind of way I took it. Uh, they seem to just be mindlessly killed and smashed and burned and harvested into the same machine that made them. Uh, so you can take that how you like it. Uh, they seem to have jobs and a purpose, though, kind of, some of them. Yeah, they, uh, they're like creating the implements that then kill them. Mm. You know, some like literally walk into that hole and die. Some are walking across the street like catwalks and you got those like monolith looking things that are flying through and yeah they seem like they're making yeah the the monoliths the little mini monolith things uh we got a machine that comes out and brings the monoliths to life uh, into formation <clears throat> uh we got some worm like things uh being harvested Ugh. they didn't really it's a good effect because yeah they were yeah they were look like uh maggots almost those are real right yeah i think so that, was <laughs> that would have been nasty. yeah fucking gr- that was that would have taken four of your 30 years i think <laughs> i think there are a few like moments in this movie where real maggots and little bugs are used oh yeah and they're eating them later those little uh, mm-hmm. fluorescent guys <laughs> yeah bunch of slipknot fans in the back <laughs> mm. I can How, say that because I'm that, one of them. Right. Is it disrespectful <laughs> that they call their fans maggots? I mean, no, we love it. Okay, <laughs> all right. He shut that down real quick. <laughs> Not talking about that. <laughs> Only I push my fingers in my eyes. You understand? I'll spit it out, dude. This movie totally syncs up with Iowa, dude. You <laughs> fucking put them on at the same time. It totally works. I'm gonna try it, dude. People equal shit. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <okay>. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so many of these uh, little hair creatures are being killed through this process. A scooper uh, loads them up and hauls them back into the factory. Uh, we, re- uh, we rejoin our assassin here. We see the strangest creature yet uh, that shits on another creature <laughs> and has uh, a pair of huge tits hanging under its asshole. Classic. Mm-hmm. Now, this is another poster moment where I would have said, I'm buying that ticket. (laughs) Uh, This was was a part of the movie where my eyes were glued to the screen, dude. mm -hmm. I was not getting distracted. (laughs) They even squeezed the nip a little. The Mm -hmm. little thing does. Before it gets smashed. Uh, Our asshole. Art imitates life. (laughs) If you do that, yes, you do get smashed. <laughs> Don't be doing that, gentlemen, or anybody. That's right. That's not Respect. cool. Consent. Don't keep Consent is sexy. Consent is the greatest thing ever. Um, our, our, speaking of which, consent, our asshole tit creature uh, controls the dirty lint people with, uh, with whips and shit. Uh, we get some more... Beautifully grotesque scenes here of their daily life. Uh, they look, they all come together and kind of look up at a, at a few TVs that are like in a kind of almost like a Times Square looking thing. Uh, the assassin takes out his crumbling map once again. And uh, we get one of the uh, hair creatures comes up to him and pretty much starts talking to him. 
But uh, one of our uh, asshole tit creatures uh, finds that out and starts killing that, which is, allows our assassin to enter a uh, enter a fucking entrance that comes out of the ground, and he goes into darkness. Uh, this See, is this w- was a this was another part where I was just like, "This guy's an asshole." <laughs> he he's got a mission, man. Where he can't let anything distract him. I I get it, but. <laughs> I don't like him. He's seen their lifestyle. I don't like you, but damn it, do I respect you. <laughs> yeah. And that's a lot coming from Kron. Because Kron <laughs> loves a lot of movies where the people are shitty. Wow. He hates every yeah. movie that's not his. He loves Nicole Kidman and apparently cares about the lint dirt hair people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, their lives are terrible, dude. <laughs> Can't and help one help of them. Help them out, bro. And thinks Big Sodium's going to kill us all. But he did... Yeah. S- he did come up with the best thing that I think he ever has in his whole life, and that is the cell is actually a seal movie. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It is a seal movie. We it's, can it's true. <laughs> hey, go back and listen to all my theories on the cell episode. <laughs> um those episodes are all available. Go check Thank them out. Thank you, Dan. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. This he turns on his lamp here, guys. Um <clears throat> this segment was, I believe, shot in the year 2000, uh, according to Mr. Tippett there. Uh, he descends down the staircase. We got the... Uh, I think this is one of the best-looking, like, uh, lighting and all that shit going mm-hmm. on here. Yeah, I think you can really distinguish the parts of the movies that were made before 9-11, and uh, I think that it really shook him, and you can you can see it in the work. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have to make 9-11. There was a banner in the back that said stand with Giuliani, too. It was really weird. I've seen the crumpled mission accomplished. Yeah. I remember when the assassin comes out and he's like, I've never seen New York so united. (laughs) The the one line of dialogue he's got. I was like, oh, it's New York. (laughs) He put all that uh, like. New York Yankees symbol in the background. And <laughs> it's pretty frequent. I, I I was surprised it took me so many watches to get that one, too. <laughs> All right. He, he continues down this uh, great-looking staircase here. He finds a shit ton of suitcases. Uh, he opens up one to reveal a shitload of dynamite. He sets the timer, which kind of clicks, but starts going back and doesn't blow up. At this point, he is attacked by a huge skull crab-looking creature. Hell yeah. And uh, we get a cut here to people. And you know what? I was happy. I was like, good. Got what he deserved. Should have helped somebody <laughs> along the way, dude. Yeah. This was 30 minutes into the movie, Karan. So I'm pretty sure you said you watched the first 30 minutes three times. I th- think the first two times you thought the movie ended. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, perfect arc. Like <laughs> Start, well, middle, end, dude. <laughs> Don't even need to take notes on this shit. <laughs> Just desserts. <laughs> yeah, I think it yeah. is. I think it is fun though. Like it, it is shocking when suddenly you you are that far into the movie and they kind of pull the rug out from under you and you're like, "Fuck you, this guy's fucking dead now." Yeah. All right, we get a cut here. We get some uh, people sitting down in front of a red theater curtain. And they're going to watch a show. The curtain opens. Uh, we have, I believe, what is our assassin here on a table. He's chained down. Uh, My God, we got some, that makes so much sense. We got some I did guys. not realize it was the assassin. <laughs> no? No, I was just like, oh, it's just a like skinning silhouette. Like, <laughs> yeah. sure. We just got to. <laughs> 
All right, they take all his fucking gear off. Um, uh, we cut to an operating room where the assassin is still awake because we can see his crazy ass looking eye a few times. Uh, we got a whole bunch of clocks ticking. Uh, we got doctors coming in. Uh, they put on their gloves. This is the dirtiest movie you've ever seen in your life, and these doctors put on gloves. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. Got a f- protocol, right? Yeah. Um, and they start tearing into the fucking assassin. Uh, start pulling out all kinds of gross fucking shit. We got coins here. We got books. We got jewelry. All kinds of shit. Uh, but the final thing they do pull out here is a believe that one. That's Willie's. <laughs> Wait, is that a 1979 penny? Because that's real copper. Save that. <laughs> He's one. looking the other way. They it's fucked so up at the print. It's so funny when they're pulling all this crap out of him. <laughs> There's like maybe like a book and shit in there. Like, it's like oh, fuck. Pinata. The grossest pinata of all time. Yeah. <laughs> but you get a lot of money eating, out dude. of it. <laughs> is that a, a, that's going to be a scene on the DVD where they just hang it up and start hitting it and shit. <laughs> Uh, and it also like it, the surgeon is a, a person like it's not uh stop motion at this point so it's extremely jarring on top of it right i yeah. think real guy yeah yeah it, it definitely i think keeps you off balance uh, mm-hmm. in a really interesting way you're just like oh i don't know what to expect now going forward mm-hmm. Uh, one of the last things our doctor pulls out here is a baby screaming worm mm-hmm. uh, that's crying uh, we got a now, nurse. They should have had that thing pulling some gears and levers. In there. That would have explained how the assassin was getting oh, okay. from point A to point B. That's true. Like the little alien in uh, Men in Black. Wow. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 360 here, guys. <laughs> Perfect 360. I will. Right. No, um, okay, so apparently, and I don't know if they explain this later, but he said that the assassin was raped, and that is the baby of. Oh, of I that hear rape. this. It was in an interview or Someone something. Someone just like, told him. It was yeah. <laughs> it's what I wrote. I I wrote Phil and said this is pub- canon now. Yeah. It's published on my blog, dude. So. Yeah. <laughs> but it was something about. So that's why they knew it was in there. Like he was. There's supposed to be maybe something where the assassin got raped by possibly a thing that caught him, oh. and the thing that grew in him was. The thing that they were looking for. Oh, I thought that just so, like every assassin had these things in them. Yeah, I thought that too. I, I'll. God, well, I hope this, I this movie is a this. this movie is a failure if they're not communicating. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was his inner child. Oh, that makes oh, sense, that's bro. Seriously, deep dude. <laughs> Shit. Bye, guys. <laughs> All right, our nurse, she wraps this baby up in our this baby worm creature into a blanket and takes it away down the hall. And it does not shut up for 27 minutes for, for the rest of the film. <laughs> a baby's crying is a natural, uncomfortable thing because in the human mind, you know, you've got like, uh, mm. you're supposed to feel Pavlovian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it makes me put on my fireproof pajamas and just run through fucking windows and shit. Yeah, I get it. What kind, like Paw Patrol or like SpongeBob? Uh, I've been doing a lot of Ninja. Oh. oh. Yeah. That's fun. I'll send you some bluey ones. <laughs> I like the Thomas the Tank Engines, but those got retired. <laughs> 
All right, she takes uh, our worm baby down the hall. We got the doctor. He turns on some more machines. We got a, a drill that comes out and just goes right through the assassin's head, puts some sort of shit in there, which turns into a TV uh, tuner, I guess. Uh, the doctor goes in, starts watching uh, a flashback on the TV screen there, guys, and we're going to take a pee break. <laughs> Welcome back to Five Day Reynolds Podcast, where we are in a very serious discussion about uh, very film. somber. It's very, very in-depth, knowledgeable. Uh, we're we are just splitting universes here um, about Phil Tippett's Mad God. Um, that's all a lie. This movie's insane. Check it out. It's got. A fucking creature that shits out of its asshole and has a pair of tits under that. Like, how, how could you not? And that's like the 20th most insane thing in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like, uh, I don't know if you guys saw that. Oh, yeah. That RRR movie where yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, he like punched a tiger in the face with a lit brazier. And that is like, doesn't even make the top 10 list of most awesome stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. So dude throws a cheetah onto another guy and that's like the 50th best thing in there okay yeah we're gonna talk rrr for a second okay all right so by the way george is here spoilers for rrr yeah i've not seen this movie so well luckily those are not even in the top 10 most cool things well these are gonna be cron these are mild sauce spoilers okay so george you were the first person that i saw because i think you saw rrr by yourself right in a theater Right, not not just like oh, I went by myself to go see it. I was the only person in the theater when I saw it. Was losing my fucking mind. Right. I was like, why isn't this theater full right now? I was hooting and hollering, going absolutely wild. It was funny though because there's an intermission because it's a very long movie. Yeah, and so since I was the only one in there, I, I like went out to the concessions guy and I was like, how long is the intermission? And he was like, twenty five minutes. I was like. 25 minutes it's just me in there dude like can you just like get it going and he yeah, was I'm like i'm ready to go now so <laughs> it's like i peed i'm ready let's go um and he was like i don't think i'm allowed to do that and he like called ahead and the manager was like no you can't do that and then he was like sorry and i went back in and then he just started the movie anyway <laughs> i was like oh this That's guy's cool. a real one <laughs> yeah but so you and i know each other or have been friendly via the with gorley and russ discord among the other trustees. So I'm, you I'm not sort in. of, yes, thank you. <laughs> yes. You're not added later in post. Like this isn't, I'm not pretending to be you. Yeah. Who's um, George. George? <laughs> I like to think that that movie theater manager was like, dude, he's going to ruin the ambiance. Like he needs the intermission. Like that's mm-hmm. necessary. Yeah, it's so like, wait, a dude showed up for that. <laughs> We're not skipping it. How no. fucking crazy is it that they still show shit even though people don't show up? Like, that's... They they have... I mean, when I worked at a movie theater, they were like, no, we have to. We have yeah. to play it. That's in the contract, somebody, baby. Yeah. Well, someone walks in late and they say, I want to see one third of RRR. Just one R. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I will tell you. So, you, I got wind of it because of you. I started to see some stuff on Twitter. I was like, all right, this is crazy. It's Bollywood. I know there's going to be singing and dancing. I, I, it's not for me. 
And I, when it popped up on Netflix and I sat down to watch it with my wife, like, let's just watch 20 minutes of this because it's going to be ridiculous. We'll laugh at it. And it really did turn into like, oh, our night's fucked. We have <laughs> to finish this. I don't know if I've gotten chills the way I have when that wave on the bridge is like I'm I got I, I, right now just talking about it like that wave like what you know comes from that holy shit oh yeah so yeah it's it really is like I, when I saw it I was like so refreshed I was like this is what blockbusters could be, could be. <laughs> like yeah. it is so this there look the CGI is not perfect uh, but it doesn't fucking matter. Like mm. you're so willing to just engage with the movie because it really captures your imagination in a way that is so earnest and heightened at the same time. It, it's really it's a spectacle and it is spectacular. Yes. It it is so perfectly executed in its staging. Yeah. Which you were you were with them through everything. You follow Better than, I would say, like any MCU movie. The only thing that I would maybe rival it right now would be Top Gun Maverick. But Ron Howard, <clears throat> there, you're, you're not buying any of this right now, trust me. But <laughs> there's a scene where he gets covered up by a crowd. And at that point, if you're not in it, mm. then I don't know about you. Bro. Yes, yeah. because you'll go, there's no way. <laughs> and then 10 seconds in, you're like, oh, yeah, you could do that. They were handling it in a way where you're like, uh, you're like, how the fuck did they do this? (laughs) He could do that. He could do that. That one guy also, like, he just looks like a Street Fighter character. He is, like, so impossibly muscled and handsome. It's remarkable. I'm remarking on it. Oh, I was, you, when they introduced the other dude, and he's in his little wilderness setup. (laughs) Sure. And he is holding those. Yes, but he's pulling oh. those chains, and he's just fucking ripped. And now this is early on in the movie, and I'm like, fucking steroids. This is bullshit. <laughs> By the end of it, I was like, I do more steroids. <laughs> do I do more. I love this. I This is what steroids are for. Yeah, this is the juiced era of baseball. <laughs> do it. Do you it. guys know that Vince McMahon actually directed RRR? Wow. Well, he finally did something right. First. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stop talking about RRR. Go check it out. It's fucking amazing. Kron Howard's about to lose his shit over here. But Kron, watch well, RRR. We, we just had time set aside to discuss a movie I did watch. So, you know, maybe uh, well, we circle back uh, to that one. Yeah, I still don't believe that you've watched it yet, so I'll get there. That's true. <clears throat> I watched it. I saw him pull the coins out of that guy, and there was a lot of babies crying. And just we already talked about sugar. all that stuff. Thanks, Kron, for the rewind. Uh, welcome back, audience. We left off with the assassin finally being caught and a TV tuner going into his head and the doctor watching a flashback. I believe it's a flashback of a, kind of a war going on. I believe Mr. Tippett described this as some zombies trying to break down the, the door. Wow. I didn't they should really... have put some, some shots of him fishing out there and Jim Carrey comes <laughs> in and... Throws him off the into the building. You guys know what I'm talking about. You're talking about Batman Forever. Yeah. I've never seen a Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, because he doesn't exist. Is he a late? 
No, he doesn't exist. Like that's Jim Carrey's bit now. He's like all heady and he's like all about he's retired. Jim Carrey. There's How can our eyes be real if mirrors aren't real? Yeah. That's me, Jim Carrey. <laughs> you guys didn't know we got Jim Carrey tonight, did you? <laughs> oh! It's me, old rubber face himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we cut to an old guy with some uh, very long fingernails and toenails. Uh, he retreats back into his castle, looks under the table at some scary fucking hags that are sewing up the assassin's map here. Uh, they're putting all that together. The old man grabs it. He inspects it. Uh, I remember that shit from mythology, right? There's always like three hags. Like, sure, the fates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like... Um, Sharing the eyeball. And which, uh, the weird sisters. Shakespeare's... Yeah. Um, yeah, Those three, the three, the three witches. Oh, sure. bubble, on bubble, the beach in the cell. <laughs> three women on the beach in the cell. What are you, you talking about there's the Golden three, Girls? No, there's three women <laughs> in the cell. There are they're on a beach and they're all like speaking in three and a half. You're talking about old. I, I kind of guys. I, I watched old. I kind of like old. I love old. <laughs> I thought no, it was. I got, uh, let's let's be real. Old's not that good. Guys. It's so good. <laughs> I think it's a good, really good idea. I think yeah. Some of the stuff, like yeah, okay, but I was like, man. I was like, I this is all right. Yo, when she bad. when her bones are all fucked up well, and she's yeah, like I'm crawling at them. Thing. Come on now. It's good shit. That's some good shit. Baby dust. <laughs> the baby turns into dust. I, I don't hate. I like the baby thing, thing, like how it went. Like, yeah. Oh, I was like, that's, that's fucked good. up. Hey, we weren't allowed to talk about RRR anymore. Sorry. No, yeah. nah, let's old. let's keep talking old. I have seen that. One. I didn't see old. <laughs> oh, no. It's on HBO. Man. All right. So at the very I end s- of the movie, when. <laughs> It's crazy when I think I stopped at the happening. I think that was I think that was it. I think it's really crazy when they fight the tiger on the beach and they throw <laughs> a jaguar into the water and it makes the jaguar old. Pretty crazy. Uh, there's like yeah. a crazy part where there's a wave coming at a bridge and there are people <laughs> all over Dude. the old guy. Yes, I remember that. That seems real. See, Cron, everybody else was being funny about it. That just seemed really targeted. <laughs> I did different different stuff. <laughs> hey, remember on old when the Punisher showed up and his he had a shirt that had her face on it, Whoa. but it got so old that it was a skull. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I do remember yeah, that. That's where it came from. And then he killed everybody, and it was yeah, awesome. It was awesome, and there was much rejoicing. Yeah, these hags they sewed this map together for our assassin here. Our old man inspects the map. Uh, we cut to the old man delivering. Um, not well map. enough, apparently. They keep fucking falling apart. Five See, minutes. this is this is why I think this is a different assassin. I believe it is too. Because yeah. he's surrounded by multiple assassins. Yeah, we see the whole crowd of them. So is this 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 map doesn't disintegrate ever? Oh, it's a part of map two point oh. No, you reach the atmosphere. It falls this is apart. where he goes on the journey with the motorcycle and the and the car. It never. It's always. A whole map. He's yeah. So he's looking at it. It's like a new one. It came back to them. They say time, time to take another stab at it. Mm-hmm. Well, they he laminated does. this one. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. He has to wear mistakes. it around his neck so he doesn't lose it. They found that Kinko's. And was like, oh, it's got his phone number on it in case he gets lost and they need to call his mom. <laughs> 
All right. He delivers a map to the assassin. He lowers them into the same chamber of we've seen the other assassin in at the beginning. Uh, as I said, he's surrounded by many other assassins. Uh, the old man pulls a lever, lowers the chamber. Why are you only sending one at a time? Maybe that's just how it Great goes. Great question. <laughs> Maybe it's like Looper. He's got to sneak through. That's how. Because <laughs> he's if you that's the best. That's the best reason. Looper bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. Everyone. <laughs> I thought they could only send one, right? Well, they, they only have, have little, the one diving bill. chamber. Yeah. We're not getting into Looper. We're not Don't put all your money into making a million guys. <laughs> Make half a million, million guys yeah. in half a million chambers. <laughs> well, they're, they're, there's people breaking down the door. They got to stay there to fight. Wow. Great okay. point. Yeah. All right. He's trying See, to uh, try to get her three times, guys. Um, <laughs> trying to get a read on. Uh, he's trying to get a read. He goes into a control room where he's tinkering with all the, the shit, shit that I love. Um, trying to get a read on where this assassin is. We cut to the assassin dropping in into another ruined city, map in tow. Uh, walks out, looks around, grabs a bicycle. It immediately breaks. Ah. So he, he starts walking. Uh, we got this giant red creature that drops in and starts killing all these little uh, dirt hair people again. Was that him commenting on American manufacturing? Mm, gotta be. <laughs> please, please elaborate. <laughs> Huffies just aren't what they used to be, man. Oh, see, I was going to say maybe he lived in Europe for a while and just came to hate bicyclists. <laughs> maybe Phil Tippett really hates the the bicycle. Could be. Well, yeah, because I want to give them space. Like, like, I want you to go. It's very frustrating, you know? It's like, I want to share the row with you, but make up your mind, guys. And rolling through <laughs> stop signs. I don't like yeah, that. Can't be doing that. Also, if I got to stop, you got to stop. Don't bike on the sidewalk. <laughs> There's biking lanes. Now I'm getting real grudges against bikers out here. Oh, shit. <laughs> that or, do you guys have the uh, the little birds or the little uh, eco scooters? Oh, the the little uh, no, we don't have the scooters. We do have the bike share, though. Oh, man. I'd uh, take 100 bicyclists over a scooter. The dude. scooters. Wow. Yeah, I they could probably go outside and get one. Wow. You yeah. wouldn't dare ride a bike here. We'll, just, we'll hit you. Wow. You wouldn't ride a bike, would you? <laughs> Me? <laughs> I, I Not on these streets. <laughs> he got it. It's not fair. You guys already have inside jokes. <laughs> inside jokes. That's right. <laughs> From FBI warnings. <laughs> All right. Uh, it almost looks like the assassin. Are, okay, where, where are we at? Shit. All right. <clears throat> he picked up the bike. It collapsed. This giant, this giant red creature comes down. He starts killing all these uh, dirt hair dudes. Assassin sees a shadow up in a window on one of the busted out buildings. He gets his boy Not Yelez out, and he focuses uh, focuses in on it. Uh, this almost looks like another assassin with a briefcase. Did you guys notice that as well? Yeah, maybe they have been sending multiple guys. Yeah, that's what I was. Was saying. it the same one? And this is like a parallel thing. Wow, like, like Looper shit. Oh fuck, dude. Yeah, let's talk about Looper. <laughs> yeah, man. Just I was gonna say like like hurtful. time crimes. Mm. Time, time crimes? crimes. Yeah. I was gonna say like upstream color. Mm. Yeah. Or was the first assassin like that? Was that the decoy? Primer, Dan. I was gonna say like oh, a fourth oh, shit, time time loop movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
this is like Back to the Future machine. 3, dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> Don't sleep on Back to the Future 3, dude. It's good. Well, it's good. Little kid pointing at his junk. <laughs> Didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. You guys know about that? What's that? There's a the pigeon in the background of his dick in the movie. <laughs> we did like right what is it with when Michael they look J. at the whole family. What is it with Michael J. Fox movies? Because there's that guy in Teen Wolf that pulls out his dick. Oh, my God. In the bleachers. Oh, my God. Wasn't that no on the TV that. show? That was on TV the other day. I was watching it. Teen Wolf? I didn't see a dick, though. You were just looking at the dick? <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for the dick. I wasn't looking the, at the dick. Yeah, the Dish There's Network only zoom in so much. <laughs> yeah. I don't pay for Dish. That's too expensive. You don't pay for dicks. <laughs> All right, quit dicking around, guys. Um, yeah, so it's another assassin, almost. I think that looks that looks to have a briefcase in his hand. So maybe this is like, um, what was the movie that's going on at the same time as the other movie? Fucking uh, Paranormal Activity or some shit. Well, Paranormal Activity 2 is taking place the same time as the first one, right? At the same time as Saw 3. Oh, dude. Fucking, like, those four Saw movies, man. What? (laughs) Shit blew my mind when fucking Saw 5 revealed that it was taking place. Yeah, they always always have to do the recap where they, they, like, adjust the timeline. And it was crazy when suddenly Paranormal Activity 2 just showed up in the Saw. And they were like, oh, so you better have seen this movie. (laughs) It's kind of like another franchise we covered. Um, doll man versus demonic toys. Jesus, <laughs> out now. Go check them out. Um, our assassin gets on a motorcycle, continues his journey. Uh, he passes. Uh, this is where he passes the minotaur fucking bull thing, getting yeah. a hand job by these three demon ladies. Hey, love is love. Uh, however you like it, take it. Uh, motorcycle Jealous. shuts down. Uh, he hot wires one of the old, these old World War, World War One looking car, and continues his journey. Uh, he's going through some crazy ass landscapes. We got a pencil in here that's just hanging out. Uh, we got a landscape of thunder and lightning. Uh, we got some pterodactyls that come out into the skies, guys. Of course, hell right? yeah. Uh, gets darker throughout. I guess there's. A sun here, maybe. Spotlight <laughs> did, on the car comes on. Did you hear Tippett say that like that that shot took like three years to set up? Yeah. The wow. the shot where he's driving through the landscape. He worked on like the set for three years building it. Mm-hmm. Shit, that's he crazy. Could, he could have spent a year and a half on it. I wouldn't have been able to yeah. tell the difference. Guys. <laughs> I recreated the same one in 30 minutes this morning. Um, this was also the scene, I believe, that um, he sent to John... Uh, I was going to say John Favreau. John, John, John Taco Hamm. Bell. Yeah. Or John Taco Bell. Uh, John uh, Farva, director of Iron Man, um, and the Mag, uh, Magdalorian. I guess this is what the he hired. The Mandalorian? Mandalorian. It's, yeah. it's called the Meg. It's a big shark. <laughs> Jason Statham is in it. Mm-hmm. Mango Mania Mania God Love Jesus is an incubus song. Um and this is what inspired him to hire Phil to I guess design some of the sets for uh the Mandalorian, which is just um Lone Wolf and Baby Cub, by the yeah. way. 
I mean, isn't wasn't the original Star Wars also like very uh, heavy samurai Forbid- film influence? Forbidden Palace or something. Yeah. yeah. So what was the Seven okay. Samurai? Seven Samurai. Magnificent Seven. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Duh. It's right there, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I got you, dude. I got a movie podcast. <laughs> I got too. you, man. I quit. <laughs> Later, guys. But we're not covering Seven Samurai, so you're allowed to not know. Me and Chad made the mistake of going watch, or going and watching the Seven Samurai at like eight o'clock at night. <laughs> get out of that bitch till like fucking. Oh, right. I didn't get home till like one o'clock. Yeah. 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 All right. He goes through the gate here. He checks his map. We got skulls everywhere. Cron Howard's loving that shit. He keeps mm-hmm. driving. Uh, we cut to bombs and machine guns. Hardcore, dude. <laughs> yeah. All, all of this shit looks hardcore. They yeah, cut those especially those skulls. <laughs> Admit it, dude. Hey, Phil, you did a great job on all of this shit, but the skulls, dude? Really good, dude. Fuck, dude. Really good, a, dude. How about a 40-year-long skull movie, dude? <laughs> I, like yeah, I, don't, I don't want to give notes, man, but more skulls. Yeah, hey, okay, you joke, but I actually, I'm big on Skeleman. I would love a, a Phil Tippett Skeleman movie. Hey. I, I, I think Get we're working out the same tree, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, mean. I still think about the skeleton in the cage and the Green Knight. I'm like, that's so so awesome. It's rad. Mm-hmm. Skeletons are cool. There's one in every uh, one of us, man. Just <laughs> biding its time. Wait, just what? waiting to get out. What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Turn it off, dude. The check, check your teeth. The, the teeth are your skeleton <laughs> escaping. <laughs> It's having a good time because I'm smiling so much because George here joined us tonight. Wow. Thank you, George. We're happy to have him. Uh, We got bombs and machine gun going off. Guys, he's going through a fucking battle, and it doesn't stop him. He just fucking keeps going, dude. Fucking man on a mission, Kron. So did you you get mad at him for not stopping and helping the fight? (laughs) You know, at this point, I'm just like... I don't expect anything out of this guy. This <laughs> is this is a new one, though. It's a, a whole new uh, opportunity to get to no, We're this far in the movie. They're not going to suddenly make <laughs> good characters out of these people. So You never know. <laughs> All right. We got tanks blowing up. We uh, It looks fantastic. It really does. Uh, the assassin keeps trucking through. He gets on the other side of the battle. Uh, did anybody catch the, uh, the little graffiti that was wrote on the the rock here was it o'doyle rules <laughs> it said joe is a retard oh r-e-t-a-r-t wow so i imagine this is probably one of the people that probably helped him on the weekends just kind of wrote that in there <laughs> what an idiot calling the kettle a kettle <laughs> they spelled it wrong uh, anyway, we got tornadoes, fireballs, as this journey goes on through this landscape. Uh, he does stop at what appears to be a gate and kind of looks over at multiple suitcases on the ground, mm-hmm. but just kind of goes through. I wonder if that's like each suitcase is where one of these assassins died at. And um, it's like, oh, I'm I'm making it past the demarcation point. And like, that's why... All there was all those suitcases in the one area where the thing killed them because that's like mm-hmm. it's like hunting ground or whatever. Um, I don't know. That just occurred to me. I guess. Oh, I on the first it, as, on the first guy took got taken. I was thinking. Did you have a joke that I stepped over? Sorry. 
I, I was just going to say, so they're literally like a, a tombstone in the Oregon Trail? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here lies assassin number 1010-9. Mm-hmm. He died of dysentery and shat himself to death, which wouldn't be out of place in this world. Mm-hmm. It's true. All right. Sorry, Bones. Go ahead. Uh, it's all right. Uh, mine was a lame attempt to be deep. So the first time I watched it, I thought, oh, the, the luggage is like, this is uh, about how people never go anywhere. They're like stuck in one spot and there's all these. And then I realized like, oh, no, dumbass, he's carrying a suitcase like that's <laughs> It's just another. He's just adding to the pile. Mm. But I was trying to think, like, what is the meaning of all these suitcases? You guys but, want me to you want me to break this down and and Diablo spoiler it right now of what this movie's really about? Yeah, I want to hear yeah. this. It's the airport. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Yes. of course. Am I right? This is actually a remake of The Terminal. (laughs) (laughs) He's trapped there with his luggage. This is a remake of Airplane. (laughs) Zucker Brothers. Stanley Tucci hates him. Just fucking uh, hates him for no reason. Tucci. Can't be doing that, Tucci. Of all the actors I would not want mad at me, Tom Hanks and Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci is, like, buff, too. And so I would be, like, scared that he would kick my ass if Stanley Tucci was mad at me. And I I would hope that he never would be, because I think he's a fantastic actor. Those fucking autograph hounds that, like, pushed Rita Wilson and Tom Hanks had to, like, push him back and yell back the fuck up. Whoa. Oh, it's pretty great. Tom. It's like like when your uncle gets mad Tom said the fuck word? Oh, yeah. He's like, back the fuck up. Wow. Pushing my wife. Hey, can't be pushing Rita Wilson. (laughs) That's great. You guys got to get on this internet thing, man. There's a bunch of shit on it. What the fuck is the internet? A bunch of tubes. Actually, actually this this weekend's a little little, little rough, though. (laughs) Give it it a couple days to cool off. Actually, us us being four guys, we should probably shut the fuck up for a while. Mm. Give it a a few days to kind of rip it out of there and... Now, now, our our opinions as white men <laughs> mean a lot. Write a book. Shut up and write a book. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Where the fuck are we? Do a podcast. There's not enough God. white guys on podcasts. Yeah. There's not enough white guys doing movie podcasts. I agree. I was really glad to be able to bring some much-needed diversity to the crew. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Do we have any abortion jokes, guys? You said rip it out earlier, and I thought that's where you're going. And yeah, I, I was like, okay. I, yeah. I was trying to be an ally, bro. <laughs> For me, of, of making the ripper joke? Take it however you want, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm glad. Let's high five. That's the beauty of ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. know what that word means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll tell you when you're older. All right. Thanks. All right. Um,. Like I said, passes by some suitcases, uh, arrives at the gate, checks the map again, goes through. Uh, we got this fantastic-looking square road, I guess. That, this thing became comical. <laughs> this is where I smashed the fifth, like, and the third time. I was like, yeah, All right, I just, know I can he really liked this for some reason. It just kept going. <laughs> And he drives along the squares, and they go keep going down and down and descending into mm-hmm. darkness. Um, goes all the way down. If this was s- a video game, you would get bored and try to jump 
and die. Right, you would try to like launch, make up some some of the gap. This would be a Metal Gear Solid cutscene that goes on for twenty <laughs> minutes, and you're like, "Oh, what do you mean I can't skip it?" Mm-hmm. I was I was actually going to say it's it's basically the Snake Eater uh, going up the ladder sequence. Mm-hmm. A whole song plays. Yeah. Uh, yep. Phil Tippett shows up and says, "Hey, thanks for coming to my movie." Just like just like Tom Cruise did before <laughs> Maverick. Mm-hmm. Karan, did you turn it off here and thought it ended? <laughs> yeah, I turned it I turned it off a bunch of places, Dan. I mean <laughs> Alright, we get static. Can't, can't be watching fucking claymation all day. 80 long. minutes at a time. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, dude. Busy guy. Mm-hmm. We cut the static. We go back into our doctor here. We get the nurse. <clears throat> She's with the crying baby worm. She takes us down a hallway, gives it to our floating plague doctor looking creature here. The holy mountain guy. Yeah. If you see him at the beginning there. Uh he he starts talking to her, but I don't know what the fuck language that was. Uh, anybody else? Really this really looked like an Evanescence early two thousands video. Wake me I, up. Mm-hmm. Wake me up inside Can't wake up. Save me. Um, look, I'll say it. I think Evanescence could have used a few more assassins and grotesque uh, <laughs> fucking maggot babies and shit. Oh, yeah. If oh, every yeah. Con- if every Evanescence concert started with, oh, by the way, there's an assassin in the crowd that we've planted there. <laughs> oh, people would be on, it's exciting. on edge. That's dude. exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guess the people going. Ticket mm-hmm. bought. You look around, you go, oh, could it be me? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I didn't get. I got get sleeper agent. That's that's what major events are lacking is the th- <laughs> the threat the threat of one person killing somebody. Mm, I'm glad that we're we don't having have fun that in enough. this fantastical world. <laughs> yeah. We don't have that. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I was in a when I saw everything everywhere all at once. I was a person alone in the theater. And then there was another guy alone in the theater, and I thought, oh, I hope that guy doesn't shoot up the theater. And then I thought, I bet he's thinking the same thing about me. Hey, man. he's You were both right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, Kron, you should be like, I hope that this is the theater he decides to shoot up, because it's only me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Save yourself. Throw yourself you on that grenade. Selfless fucking bastard. Yeah. There were other people in the theater. We were just the two guys alone watching the movie. Oh, I see. I I, I now understand the story. Yeah, I, I holding think hands. I was there with you. I thought it was just two guys <laughs> sharing some popcorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love you. We ended up not watching a lot of the movie because we were <laughs> you just kept stealing glances at each other. Yeah, <laughs> we were so busy making out. And now that's my husband. <laughs> mm-hmm. Elaborate. <laughs> you guys want to get invited he, to the like, wedding? He tilts the camera and he's been <laughs> listening the whole time. <laughs> this, this is our first date, really. This is Becker. Becker. He's under the desk. He's, he's under the desk right now. <laughs> he's doing the old Minotaur hand job. Yep. Stop talking about dicks so much, guys. <laughs> it's part of the movie. You really can't help it with this one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The nurse gives our uh, worm baby to this creature here. 
that he starts talking to her. He turns around, the door slams. Uh, we cut to the nurse. She goes back into her bed, I guess, looking sad and laying down. One tear. One tear. Uh, we cut back to our floating uh, plague doctor here. He takes uh, our screaming baby on a journey. And yes, the baby screams the whole time. Uh, he passes through, I guess these. this is a brick hallway with, like I said, like George said earlier, it looks like lava almost in the yeah. floor. It's cool. Uh, looks <laughs> fucking badass, though. That's what I've been yelling. I've been trying to teach my dogs to not be in the kitchen. <laughs> so the floor is now, lava. <laughs> I now yell like, floor is lava. And that, I, it's, it's. We're, we're almost there. Yeah. Hey, it's a, it's a long process. We had guests last weekend, and when I was yelling, floor is lava, they were like, what the Did fuck they jump up about? on the couch? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we yeah, played. they played, and they, they went, oh, this They're is still downstairs. That was just for the dog. <laughs> they haven't left yet. <laughs> is it clear? <laughs> Jesus, you need to move. <laughs> Answer me. <laughs> Please throw some food down here. It keeps melting. <laughs> Turn on the air. I legit play at Flores Lava once a month. Wow. Used to a lot more whenever my daughter was younger. That was a very popular game in my house. Sure. You can't so. lose that passion, though, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Next oh, time I, I come to your house, we're playing. Ruled. I fucking ruled. Oh, yeah, that's I the touched. problem. She could beat you. <laughs> yeah. Cats in the Cradle plays every time now. <laughs> Take her to a real volcano, dude. I mean, <laughs> we're time. trying. We're trying. You know, COVID. But, um, all right, we go through all this, guys. Fucking no masks on volcanoes, dude. Fucking I hate this. Pisses me one off. Place you go up, you up on these volcanoes. Guys, it's we incredible. have a guest. You're wearing it for me, not for you. That's <laughs> uh, shit. I mean, you've seen the nor- or the Northmen. Mm-hmm. You can fight up there. Those yeah. two dudes would have been dead, like, <laughs> a mile up that thing, like... <gasps> Just smoke inhalation. Just <laughs> lays next to his dead mom. That's, yeah. that's what, that's what she I happened. would have believed it if they would have had fireproof pajamas. Mm, that's true. Right? Yeah. That now, what good. pajamas would you would have put the two guys in? Wow. Well, one Everybody's of them has to be wolves, right? Little tiny, like, cute oh, wolves. That's, that's yeah, a good yep. one, yeah. Yep. The other one, uh, crowns. Crowns all over it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Thor's hammer. All mm. over. Oh, oh yeah, that's kind of yeah. He has he has Thor Molniers, Thor themed, yeah. <laughs> Thor themed jammies, but not the dumb Marvel stuff. I'm talking the real, the real Thor, the guys. real deal Thor guys. <laughs> not this bullshit Thor. Corporate sanitized Thor. I want the not real this funny Thor. Thor. You wouldn't even recognize the hammer I'm talking about. Okay. This <laughs> comes back to dicks. Um. Our uh, our guy here, he goes through the same uh, large stature room that we've seen at the beginning of the film. Um, where the assassin would, had landed in the beginning. He goes into a gate protected by some uh, of the Minotaur bull-looking guys that looked like they were getting a hand job earlier. Uh, some gooey-ass child. This is just- their refractory period. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This is their job. They are so oh, zoned their, in now. Yeah. Like just, <laughs> that was the weekend. The clarity. clarity. Yeah, yeah. The clarity that they've gotten post that uh, alley hand job is just insane. <laughs> um, I do love this goo baby that you just mentioned. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just kind of comes up and follows and then kind of. Sure. Just, 
disintegrates. Yeah, it, this is what I'm saying though. Is like even as the guy is like walking and we're technically like following this guy for like five seconds, we just get to see like this guy's story. He just shows up, chases after him, and then all right, goodbye. <laughs> and that's cool. It looks badass. Yeah. I'm not fucking arguing with you, George. Stop arguing with me. I'm not arguing. With <laughs> Dan. Um, I'm leaving. He- no, don't. No, please don't. <laughs> I get it. Kron, <laughs> you you leave. I've tried so many times, George. <laughs> You're in this forever. <laughs> please. I'm, I'm going to take you with me when I go, Kron. Please do. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Bones, we're starting um, six-day rounds. Um, <laughs> all right, we pass through the tubes with specimens in them. I uh, passes through some tubes that look like they got some lava in them. Um, we got it's not real lava, dude. It's like <laughs> oh no, that's not the it's lava like a thing. wax in like a water, and the bulb heats it up. He what? passes these giant statues. Yeah, they're not real lava in those lamps, George. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> throwing what? out my collection. I remember I got a lava lamp for my birthday in like the 90s, and that shit was like $70 to buy a lava lamp. Wow. They're like $5 and five below now. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the store and seen them, and I was like, six bucks? <laughs> what the fuck? I had to save my allowance for like six <laughs> weeks to get that shit. You um, can more, more efficiently harvest the lava now. <laughs> <laughs> Those lamps get so fucking hot. Because it has yeah. to melt the wax. It's like, if you go like near it, you're like, wow, that is painful. Oh, yeah. You touch the base on that thing, and it would you're burn fucked. your fucking finger off, dude. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> you know what? Hey, they're fucking cool. They're still cool. I have uh, one. I have one in this room. Hey, get I a bunch of lava lamps if you're listening. Yeah. He, d- he doesn't have a lava lamp in that room, because mm-hmm. he knows that I'm going to get on Amazon.com. Wow. And yeah. I'm going to send him a lava lamp. Mm-hmm. Um. Here's what I think. Pro tip, cut down on your heating bill in the winter by buying a bunch of lava lamps and just plugging them all in. That's mm-hmm. how it works, right? You just don't plug have to them in haphazardly <laughs> into a bunch of little surge protectors. And, yeah. yeah. So many so outlets very you careful just walking around. Sew them nah. into a blanket and just <laughs> go to sleep at night. Just leave it on uh, at all times. You put them around the 55-gallon drum that you're burning shit in. Oh, um, yeah. That makes sense. That's efficiency. And yeah, you're burning the environment. Yeah, you're burning tires in them, you know. Dude, I I legit burned some brush like fucking George W. Bush a few wow. weeks ago because my neighbor has a like a burn barrel and I felt so fucking white trash. It was great. <laughs> no, if you're not burning your trash, you're not yeah, white trash. That's true. But Sam was like, Are you done? I was like, I gotta I, I think I can find some more. Just walking <laughs> through my yard finding shit to burn. <laughs> She's like, That's the dog. <laughs> it's a vis- it's just a visceral connection, man and fire. Mm. It is. And that's why you fought it for so many years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why did you fight? Well, it? now I respect it. It's you like you, it's like those World War II vets when they go over and they meet Japanese soldiers and they like have tea and shit. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's exactly I mean, it like is, that. that. It was, is so cool that you fought them for so long and now you set fires all the time. <laughs> I was still setting fire. What? Sorry, I stopped. <laughs> Anyway, um, that. <laughs> that's like the fourth crime that's been uh, admitted here on the Five Day Rules podcast. Uh, dude, how else were we going to get funding? Okay. 
<laughs> they were going to shut my department down. If fires aren't an epidemic, there's no wow. reason for our department to exist. <laughs> the fires are coming from inside the firefighters. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <clears throat> All right. He passes through these giant uh, flowing statues that have lava coming through them. Uh, he comes out a door with two arms holding uh, some gnarly looking eyeballs. Uh, we cut to some of the caretaker creatures here. Uh, wait, this is our uh, alchemist here. He's walking in to stop these two creatures that are shovel ship from fighting each other. And we get some pretty good. Uh, we get a pretty good little battle between these two. Yeah, these two got a real uh, awesome uh, Bobo and Little Devil vibe, don't they? <laughs> Wonder where that came second from. Second reference, ladies and gentlemen, to nothing but trouble. <laughs> and it came from Cron Howard. Let's give him a round of applause. He's coming around, guys. He's coming around. Oh, it's a terrible movie, but... 4K on the way, bro. Just, uh, I don't, you don't know what that means, but I'm just going to put that out there. 4K on the way, Cron. Who's putting that out? What company's putting that out? Or? Yeah, or is it out already? It's like a company that has a big insurance policy that they're trying to collect on. And- <laughs> they're doing the producers, but with movies. <laughs> yep. This is their springtime for Hitler. Like you're saying like fucking shout or scream factory or some shit was putting out a you know I don't trouble. I don't want to put Karan in the spotlight here, George, but he would love to come on the best little horror house in Philly and do nothing but trouble. Yeah, no, I, I'm I, really getting that from uh, his be your most total body episode. language and everything that's happening right now. <laughs> I got a lot of movies I'd love to discuss, and that is not one of them. <laughs> that is number the one with a bullet is what I'm hearing. <laughs> the lies you tell, Karan. You talk about that all the time. Wow. All right. So we get some. We're so close. Some, we're almost there, guys. Some uh, badass fighting here between these two uh, shit shovelers. Um, Look, not to get hyper fixated on the dongs again, but these motherfuckers <laughs> are flopping around. I feel like one had a dong and the other didn't. Oh yeah, you're right. I think maybe I it appeared on the I other one that. later on. Okay. Wow. It's just detachable. Like, they had just had, they only going, made the one dong. So <laughs> Especially he's when going, he gets electrocuted. Yeah, he's going like six to midnight, like constantly. I was like, "Geez, <laughs> it's just another bad. muscle for him." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we get more shit. All right, the alchemist here. He shocks them. They finally stop fighting and they continue to shovel shit. We get a scene of more shit falling into their world, uh, and then the other one just pokes the other one's eye out. Mm. And we cut to the alchemist. Uh, Feeding two creatures in a nice, colorful world here. Uh, maybe this is the the point in the Divine Comedy of didn't they don't they cover Adam and Eve or Paradise Paradise yeah Paradise yeah. last one oh. Heaven right and Purgatorio in the middle yeah. there classic. So that's kind of where I got that. I'm sure any other idiot could follow along with that as well. I think, yeah, Adam and Eve were famously maggot-eating Katamari guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, what else? I mean, besides an apple. And then she blew it. Right. Maybe that's why they had to have others tired of eating maggots. Yeah. Wow. It's really all coming together. Maybe Mad God is the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Thank you, Phil Tippett. All right. Uh, yeah, he feeds these two little creatures, these maggots. They suck them up with their butthole mouths. Um, 
<clears throat> this is a nice, beautiful, colorful world. It looks like a whole bunch of uh, of the fake plants that they use in fish tanks. Mm. That's that's kind of what I got. I thought it looked uh, like my blacklight poster, dude. <laughs> yeah, where was the little guy in the you know treasure chest? Oh, uh, the scuba diver. <laughs> yeah, he was there. Or a little skeleton we just didn't guy. See his scene. Oh yeah, <laughs> the old skeleton. It's not always skeleton a scuba of the piper, dude. Yeah, that's right. Dude, yeah, dude. Uh, he also releases some crazy-ass-looking spider creatures that come and uh, kill these two. Uh, this is the point, uh, George's favorite part of the movie, where the yeah. two cockroaches are having some tea. And they yeah. just kind of look over like, eh, sucks for them. It's a living. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're here having a great time. <laughs> They're playing cards and having tea. Union break, dude. Yeah. There's <laughs> even rules down here. Uh, we get the spiders. They take these colorful creatures away. The alchemist starts cleaning for some reason. Uh, we get a shitload of clocks that are starting to flow different ways. We got some statues with eyes. All the statues in the room have eyes that come alive, which looks fucking cool. Uh, we, he looks through a microscope and watches some nuclear bomb footage. Uh, then he starts prepping material for something. Uh, we cut back to our plague doctor here. He arrives with the baby worm, uh, gives it to the alchem or to the alchemist's lab. The alchemist grabs a book. The plague doctor starts looking through the book, and then he squishes the baby worm into a boiling pot, which is connected to some tubes, which carries it to some of the uh, alchemists. Uh, I don't even know. What it is? It's almost like a blacksmith, almost. His cronies. Yeah. Um, I, I will admit, it got me. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like we watched that baby for twenty minutes, and then yeah. so it was I'm kind of jarring. It was cool. Baby. Yeah, I, I I thought it was really cool. I I, I love that it was like, especially even just the way that it's like handled. You know, they are like very careful with it, and and mm -hmm. like the passing to the plague doctor or alchemist or whatever is very like ritualistic. Um, it is kind of cool and shocking for them to be like, "Ah, psych! It's crushed up." They do crush it up into a bar. The alchemist takes out, which he then uh, crusts into some flaky metal. <clears throat> out of this yeah, I got stoked. One. I thought maybe this would just be a microplastic bar that we that. could survive on. <laughs> always comes yeah, back a, to a guy with future. a new digestive system starts yeah. eating it. And, yeah. Yeah. Would these two be the perfect like double feature? Hmm. Could be. No. For some for someone. For this guy. <laughs> yeah. One's fun, one's just a bummer. Even more fun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he, he was talking about crimes of the future first. Yeah. <laughs> All right, he gives this flaky metal baby worm dust to the plague doctor here. The alchemist opens up the portal. Uh, the plague doctor comes along and uh, tosses these flaky metal baby worm pieces into it. We get a giant explosion. We get some kick-ass space shit that goes on. We got some meteors. We got an alien spaceship that comes through. We got planets. We got a trippy, trippy journey through space and time is my state of mind it's a cancer bat song uh is this Fucking the sammy hagar song kicks in and shit no dude and there's a lady with big old titties riding a unicorn are you, did you what did you watch heavy metal oh what? that's it <laughs> um is this the creation of the solar system and human life as we know it is what phil Tippett's trying to do here guys 
Is he talking about cycles, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, at the beginning, ostensibly, that Tower of Babel shit is humanity, right? So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just kind of like you you go through the same stuff. I, you know, with the huge piles of the suitcases being the, the like, tombstones and everything, I think it's just like you have to just keep pushing through until you get the result that you're going for. Mm-hmm. That could just be Tower of Babel on Earth 616, right, Bones? <laughs> That's Thank a thing. You, That's a thing. I'm right? so glad that I finally broke through, and you understand. <laughs> I got it. I'm why there. now? Why now? You you choose Two, to to drop this on me, but two fourteen. Cut that. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, we got water, gentlemen. We got fish. We got uh, baby embryos and motor oil. Is that? What, that's what that looks like. That's a fucking metal band right there. If I if you need a name. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, we got an apartment structure that uh, pops up here, uh, builds all the way up to a radio signal to a big city. We got two live people coming in here and spraying an anarchist A on the wall that's already graffitied. What the? Uh, setting a bomb. You can't Fucking do that. cool, dude. Fucking cool. It's <laughs> <Is> not yours. <laughs> Graffiti is where I draw the line. Hey, you punks. It's against <laughs> the rules. <laughs> what is... Uh, Cursey call him. Cursey? Cursey. Oh, I bunkers. thought you were going to say, uh, uh, it's Casey Jones. What are you, a bunch Bunker, of bunkers? bunkers. <laughs> you look like a bunch of bunkers. Uh, we got a giant explosion here, guys. We got some dead humans. Uh, everything's crumbling down upon us. We got an eclipse. We got the monoliths that we've seen earlier all coming out. Uh, we fade to black. Uh, we got a baby face coming out of a jar of red organic strawberry jam i guess um we cut to time going in reverse time going forward we got the clocks they're just spinning like fucking madmen we got candles going uh burning down burning up burning down uh jellyfish uh collage of faces and scenes and images that we have already seen from mad god and just some other inserts in there and then to end it all out we get the crazy cuckoo clock bird that comes out and just cuckoos end credits gentlemen time's up time's up wow what a movie what a time what a place we were lucky to see it it changed your lives there's there are people who were like heard about this 30 years ago and they were like oh i can't wait for that new phil tippett john and then they like 20 years passed by and they fucking died and they never got to see it. Yeah. That's so sad. I'm crying now just thinking about it. Is this kind of like the Cubs winning the World Series yeah. and people went to the like their grandparents' graves and they got like dudes just like streaming it like yeah. It's funny. Yeah, here, dad. They put a little uh, butthole surrounded by tits on their dad's <laughs> grave and She's like I know mom really wanted Ronnie Rocket to come out, but at least we're getting mad god. Phil showed me the next seven seconds of Mad God before anyone else got to see it. So it was, it was cool. It was they made a whole movie about that, about a kid dying from cancer, and he wanted to see Mad God. Wow. And, and it cured him, actually. Right yeah. And Phil said no. <laughs> he said the world is unfeeling. You'll wait like everybody else, bitch. Sorry. Not finished, dude. Sorry. Don't rush me. <laughs> I do uh, sort of love that the movie takes 30 years to make, and the end of the movie is just immense montage. Just mm-hmm. like 
He gave up. He was like, I'm fucking yeah. done. <laughs> yeah, I've already got my thousand words, man. I just, I'm wrapping up the conclusion and getting, and moving on. If it sends you to a mental institution, I think he was nice to. Yeah. Clear his head. Smart, smart. Look, if it, at some point, you could just never finish it. Yeah. And so you gotta, even if it means just throwing a fucking montage at the end, you gotta just put it out. Mm hmm. The Divine Comedy, each there's three sections of that poem, which was an Italian narrative poem by Dante that was started in 1308. And Ever heard of him? <laughs> Never heard of him. Philistine. Uh, completed in 1320, three parts, Inferno, Purgatory, and Paradise. Each part ends with stars. Phil kind of ends with stars here, I think. Wow. And do we think that maybe Moby he's comparing we himself? Stars. Yeah, he's a modern-day Dante Nobody listens to Moby. (laughs) He's a modern-day Moby Allegheny. (laughs) But do we think maybe that's where the whole... It's taken me so long to do this, maybe I'll just make it like the Divine uh, Comedy? Could be. Maybe he's letting us know that there will be Mad God 2 and 3 for Purgatory and and Paradise. Yeah. He's hinted at a second, right? He's working on a sequel. But he wow. wants to be done in three years. Well, yeah, now he's got all the sets built already. So, <laughs> oh, God, I hope so. I thought that too. I was like, where is all of this shit? <laughs> he just lives there like, now. Yeah. Yeah, he wakes up in the <laughs> middle of this room. It's, it's just all this shit. You could feel to climb that giant with square path yeah. all the time. Honey, where's Every the morning. toilet paper? <laughs> it's up the square path. Mm-hmm. It's you in didn't the bring it down? jerk off alley. I, it's. <laughs> I think that we let those uh, cockroaches playing poker borrow it. They, they fucking took my Skittles again. <laughs> Assholes. Uh, why do we even hang out with those guys? Uh, Phil said it's the it's a zeitgeist of today's world. Oh. Um, you can't avoid the void is pretty much uh some you can't of- avoid the noise i was yep. phil Tippett. <laughs> this is all about his hatred of domino's pizza <laughs> he does not accept their apology and their the new recipe they wouldn't deliver to my studio those dickwads so i made a whole movie it took me 33 years <laughs> Um, started in the late 1980s after RoboCop 2, lost his crew to uh, a nightmare before Christmas. Wow. Uh, Ed 209 from RoboCop is in one of the piles in the robot graveyard. What? Say what uh, you will about Tim Burton. He makes a movie much faster than... than hey, man, film, that's so. not Tim Burton, bro. That's Henry Selleck. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How dare you? Put some yeah. respect, you think that, put some respect you, on Henry's name. Uh, like they left Phil and was like, "Yo, we're gonna go work on this Nightmare Christmas movie," and they were like, "Still could have come back." And- Phil's still not done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys want to go do that? Oh, so I guess you don't want to work twenty nine more years with me then, huh? Fuck Fine. yourselves. Fuck yeah. They they came back and were like, "Hey, Phil, we're done. We could come back." And he's like, "No, you burned this bridge, dude. <laughs> you burned this shit piss covered." Hair bridge. Yeah, go man. hang you out poured, in Halloween Town. You losers. poured lava lamp all over this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Phil did go to a mental institution about three years before he finished the film. He wow. 
stated that uh, it was just manic behavior from him. He would go in and just constantly have more ideas when he would see another piece and be like, well, what if I did this? And what if I did that? And it just kept continuing on and on and on. So finally, his friends were like, yo, dude, you look like a fucking nightmare. Go get some help. Hey, I guess he was doing doing a lot of alcohol Not Tim as Burton, well. By the way, I just found out. <laughs> he wrote the poem. That I just got based school. on. So Why it is. It's, it's like help a, him out. Yeah, great point. This Why isn't all... Jack Skellington in Mad God? Yeah, I mean, it might be covered in. He's probably buried in covered in shit. Dinosaur, I just yeah. found that's out today there's insult. a Jack Skellington in all of us. Wow. So. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> magic in the air there's shit all everywhere there's shit all everywhere <laughs> wake up jack you must be dreaming oh shit i hope i'm dreaming what is that shit uh when asked about plot like i said earlier he always gives an art answer worked with students on the weekend to finish this project uh, uh stop motion and digital cameras were used mixed together to create some of the looks in here. Uh, passion is the worst sense. On uh, well, why did you finish this? Passion, in the worst sense. That was his uh, quote on Marin hmm. when he asked why he finished it. If it took this much of a toll on the gentleman, Mr. Hey man, Tippett. you got to get it out. And uh, I think that's, you know, the, all the trying to communicate what he can. And he's, he's getting these emotions and feelings out. And uh, it's not something that he could put into words. Is anybody going to be dedicated to 33 years of podcasting about movies? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think so. Not me. Kron's ready long. to go and quit right nope. now. Yeah, I'm ready to. I was ready to quit. 40 episodes ago. Damn, this, is <laughs> our th- this is our third podcast, so, yeah. What? Hold on. I'm gonna, this is just three Google episodes real quick. Out? What's that? 33 times 52. That's podcast. Seven, 1,716 episodes if you're just doing one a week. That's a, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of and this episodes. This is physically build, building shit. Yeah. Like, Did they even make that many movies? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Not yet, at least. (laughs) I guess by the time the 33 years have passed. Well, I bet there are 1,700 movies. Half of those are Marvel movies, am I right? Oh, wow. Okay, here we go. We're going there. (laughs) She got endless amounts of material there. (laughs) And what's the deal with airplane food, folks? Gentlemen, do we want final thoughts on Mad God from 2021 by Mr. Phil Tippett? Or do we want to go into the international famous Rate My Letterboxd? It's up to you. We can play. I say we play. Let's play. Mm -hmm. Let's play. Ladies and gentlemen, the world famous Rate My Letterboxd. Rate My Box. Cron Howard, this is my two-day pick. George is a guest here. So let's hear let's hear your thoughts, bro. Let's hear what you got. All right. Well, right off the bat, I'm going George, a five star. Uh, I did add him on Letterboxd and saw his previous ratings, so I think there's uh, no question here of where he's going to land on the film. Uh, the other two, who knows? This thing could run the gamut. Um, 
I don't know. I'm going Bones a 2.5 and Dan a 3. Just because I'm trying to <laughs> trying to cover my bases a little here. And <laughs> shoot for the middle and hope for the best, you yeah. know? Sorry, you gave me a 2.5 and Dan a what? A uh, 3. Dan a 3. Okay. Yeah. George, you really are at a um, disadvantage here. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's okay. I'm gonna win anyway. Uh, you just yeah, say like, you just say that wasn't in the email. Yeah. <laughs> hey, remember what we talked about before you came on the show? <laughs> um, yeah. So, George, you're you're five for sure. Um, Crown, I'm gonna give you a three. Dan, I'm gonna give you a four. All right, George, I got you at a five. Cron Howard, I'm I'm giving you a three. And Bones, I'm giving you a three as well. Okay. Um I'm up now, right? Yes, George. sir. Alright. I I think that Cron was correct about Bones being at a two point five. I think that Dan I think that Dan liked this movie a lot. I think that Dan is at a four point five? Four point five. And Kron, Kron feels more down the middle. I'm, I'm thinking that you're, but there have been, you know, a couple times where you were like, yeah, that was fucking cool as shit with the skulls and everything. Remember? You remember the skulls? I'm gonna so ask, I, I think the skulls. I think that you might be at a 3.5 and you're, you're playing it a little reserved. Wish we were all skulls in this movie, to be honest. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Gentlemen, at the time of our, our review for Mad God. From 2021, directed by Mr. Phil Tippett. Streaming on Shudder, it is a 3.9, the letterboxed user rating right now. This is one of the, I mean, just just real quick, like this is one of the highest average letterbox scores. I think it's like this and the Northman, when we did the review, we're both at 3.9. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't think of like much else that we've had that high i think the only thing higher is phantom of the paradise because of some kind of cult you know like i'm sure the people who are getting on there and rating it are they're making different accounts throwing (laughs) off the grassroots yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) they're astroturfing phantom of the paradise yeah yeah (laughs) i love the grassroots for phantom of the paradise (laughs) brian de palma himself is like i'm gonna make another fucking account today yeah Careful, don't summon him. We're in the middle of a game. I can't work on this script anymore that that I've been working on for the past 30 years because I'm trying to pump the numbers on Phantom of the Paradise. All right. Uh, Kron, please reveal your score. All right, guys. Uh, It's a tough one. Like, at the end of the day... um, I don't personally like this movie, but I I don't want to say anything bad about it because I really do think that, like, what Phil Tippett has done is very, very impressive. Like, obviously a master of his craft. I think the movie is really visually stunning. But I kind of said at the beginning of the film or uh, beginning of the podcast, like, I couldn't 
I couldn't spoil a painting for you. <laughs> this feels like a painting to me. Like if I'm having to judge it as a movie, um, it just doesn't work for me. But I, I would honestly say like this is a movie that's going to be so personal for people. Like you're either going to love it or hate it or fall somewhere in the like it's it's going to hit everyone differently. Um, don't trust what I have to say because I like maniac cop 2 and raising cane like these are some of my favorite movies that we've covered on the podcast um and this is a whole different ballpark than that um but this movie just it didn't land with me like i respect what it is i respect the commitment that tippet had and and truthfully like a master of his work beyond anyone else in in the medium probably but uh I have to judge it as a movie and it's a movie that I did not enjoy and I'm giving it a two out of five. Wow. I respect it. I respect it. But it, literally if someone said this is a five out of five, like I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> it just doesn't lay in for, for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm right there with you, Kron. I, as I was watching this, you get that halfway point, you start switching perspectives. Um, you jump out of the stop motion, which was obviously like really done in the 90s, and then you start transitioning. I started to think like, oh, man, I really wanted to stay in that world. And the the further it got along, the more disconnected from the, the story I got. But like you were saying, I always put this in two categories. Yes, this is uh, a piece of art that you can look at, but I'm also judging it as an effective movie. Um, so that, to me, put it at like a three. It really did. and But I really do have to respect the 30-year thing. And the thing I respect even more is finally going, I have to stop. Like in having to put it out. And it could be so much worse. <laughs> like you could, you know what I mean? Like he could have always been like, I need 10 more years or whatever. And it, the fact that it came, it comes out. And I think that there's potential for me to rewatch this and analyze it and it grow on me more. Um, but the number that I just kept coming back to was 3.5. Wow. Right on, right on bones. <clears throat> gentlemen um 33 years in the making we've done this podcast for over a few years i don't know we always kind of harp on cgi and shit like that we love the practicals and how practical can you get with this um we also say a lot that um we watch a lot of movies from like the 60s, 70s, 80s, even the, some of the 90s. And you're like, well, they'd never make that again. You know, they'd <laughs> never allow that. But it's fucking insane that like this is here. Like this is a thing that you can watch. And the amount of, of work that went into it. And yeah. Yeah, you got some plot issues. But did he really want it? To have plot issues? Maybe he did. At this point, you know, I just, I like it. I'm a, I'm a 4.0 on this one. It's just, 
it's a it's a present because it's a movie that you can watch multiple times and you're gonna find eight or nine different fucking things that you didn't see in the first time i mean george here keeps finding dicks everywhere <laughs> like i mean come on i'm haunted it's a point for every dick <laughs> so it's just it just a movie that keeps giving i've watched it three times and like i said even going and detailing the plot as much as i could i felt like i still didn't take everything in that i needed to and at the top i said i would not do it justice to the anybody that listens go fucking watch it please so um amazing that this was actually allowed that shutter is there to allow people to actually get their projects out there i mean how much original content do they put out that i don't watch i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure there's some great shit out there but it's a it's great that shutter is doing that for the smaller person, the smaller director and storytellers out there. So yeah, I mean, it's a 4.0 shutter. I mean, pretty popular platform. It's very easy to envision a world in which this comes out and just sinks like a stone that like it plays like a few midnight shows every year and that's it. Um, and I think that it is really great that shutter is, is putting this out there and, and putting it in front of people. I'm really stoked that people are able to check it out even just from a like technical standpoint. Um, yeah. All right. So I'm up. I, uh, look, I think this movie is fucking radical. (laughs) I, the plot stuff doesn't bother me mostly because I smoke a lot of weed. And so I'm happy to just like hang out and watch this movie, like, and let it roll over me. Um, I think it would be so incredible and impressive and frankly magical. I think that this is like for real movie magic. Like this is as pure as it gets. And it would be impressive even if the content wasn't totally my shit. Like I would still be very impressed if it was just a random stop motion movie that looked this detailed and had taken 33 years. The fact that it is demented, and fucked up body horror shit, goop everywhere, shit, sex. It's all fucking conflated into one, like, uh, soup. It's a fucking soup of, <laughs> of shit and, and piss. And I just think it's so unique. It is so dynamic. I think that there are film things that work for me too. I don't want it to sound like, I don't want to be this, the, the joke stoner guy who's just like, yeah, man, I don't fucking care about it because it fucking looks cool. I think it is genuinely very impressive to me, the fluidity of not only the camera work, which I think does work with the timeline stuff, but I like the way that it does shift these character perspectives. I like getting to take a couple minutes, and by a couple minutes, I mean as many as like 20 minutes <laughs> to yeah. just fucking hang out with someone else who's like a side character in this world. It It, it is kind of shocking to me every time because it's not something that's done. This is bucking convention in a way that is exciting to me. And I think that it manages to keep things moving. You know, it's not, it, it would, I think it would be very easy for a movie like this to get bogged down and, and overwhelming in a way where it becomes desensitizing and you go, uh, whatever, at 60 minutes in, I don't give a shit anymore. But there's so much new stuff every time that you're i'm just like this is incredible it manages to genuinely be like gross and upsetting to me in a way that not a lot of movies can be you know the the like fucking eyeball shit 
is like Fulci, Resident Evil kind of like twitching stuff. The editing, I think there's some really cool, like frantic editing moments that really create a sense of urgency that um, kind of draws me in. And, and, and I just, I think that the setting is so cool. There's uh, so much, like I said, the stop motion itself is incredible. This is a five star for me for sure. Wow. Five star banger from George. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Mad God would have an average score from us, the four of us, of 3.63. Uh, guys, this is high enough to get it into the top 10 of our list. This would be coming in right at number 10. Wow. Uh, I'm sorry to say it's right below Batman Forever at number nine <laughs> and right above the Northman at number 11. I'm fine with that. That's good. Company. So that's where it lands. I <laughs> that's mean, good company. you know, uh, but definitely, you know, we're in rarefied air here having the movie land in the top 10. What, you know. Just goes to show how, you know, masterfully made this film is. Yeah. Yeah. Diverse opinions on it, for sure. We're in rarefied air having George here classing the place up. That's true. And not us just going, oh, look cool. But (laughs) one thing we didn't really talk about too much, and he emphasized a lot in the uh, WTF interview, was like he hated whenever Marin said horror. He's like, it's not a horror. Yeah. And I kept thinking to myself, like, dude, kind of lean into that. But I, he really does, I think, he's showing this as a comedy. And that perspective, I think, changed. It, it reflected my perception of it a lot. Mm-hmm. When I think of, like, him throwing all the shit out of the, the body. Yeah. But, and you talked about the editing and the jarringness of that. Like, oh, it's you could throw Benny Hill music on it. <laughs> and that's what it is. So Yeah. Oh, I mean, the dude's fucking I, hitting each other's with the hammers. And, and yeah. like a, there's literally like a cutaway to Roach's playing fucking cards and being like, that was fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it'd be interesting, like on f- subsequent rewatches, if I, I mean, you get the hot dog, right? Like five minutes in or whatever, which is great. <laughs> but if God, if you could see that stuff. Yeah. I wonder if you had to go hook. back and it was like, we need a hot dog sooner, dude. <laughs> That was hot the dog last is track thing. two, baby. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, wait, he wakes up. Oh, yeah. I need a hot dog. <laughs> That's the single. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, one and a great thing about this is like the diversity of the ranking. Like the, I would much rather it be this way, like this tiered, than one of us all or one of us hate it and the rest love it. Like it seems more natural that it has that that ranking and what well, so three point we're just like just below the letterbox right well yeah. and, and truthfully like i mean i did give it six three yeah i gave it the lowest score certainly out of the four of us but i would also say like anyone should watch this movie because you're gonna have like a you know you're gonna have a personal reaction to it one way or yeah. the other and yeah you know they say art is supposed to elicit a reaction and you will absolutely have a reaction to this movie <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've certainly watched a lot of movies that are just like, you know, bland. Like they are a, a five out of ten, like boring, forgettable. And this movie, I did not enjoy it. But one thing I would not call it is forgettable. Like this, <laughs> this movie leaves an impression. Um, and, you know, so, you know, I'm the lowest score, but do watch this movie. All right. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, George. Thank, Thank you, George. 
can you can you tell us where people can find you yeah, yeah absolutely um you can check out my podcast the best little horror house in philly the show where we talk about the best horror movie ever made according to our guest at least um it's really fun and uh, you know there's a little bit of kayfabe going on in that i also pretend that it is the best horror movie ever made for the duration of the episode and so uh every week we talk about a new movie as chosen by the guest, which is also kind of fun that I have no <laughs> no hand in the picking of the movies. So one week we're talking about, like, Dogtooth, and the next week we're talking about Dr. Giggles. Um, so, so we're really Same all here, man. Place. Yeah. <laughs> I just finished your Village episode uh, with, with Josh from Nashville CA. Right. Definitely made me want to go back and revisit The Village, a movie I hated upon first watch. So Yes, that is that is uh, saying it's a high compliment after the reaction yeah. to uh, I stopped after the happening and don't yeah. talk about old to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so thank you, though. That is, it's Look, it's, it's so much fun doing the show, and um, I put a, a lot of research into it, so it would be nice if you checked it out. How about that? Yeah, man. Your guys' uh, video drone episode was fucking great. Oh, I loved how you threw Crimes of the Future in there as well. So, really enjoyed yeah. that one. And the Ravenous episode was great oh, as well. Thank you. Yeah. I'll say I went through Video Drone, Maniac Cop. I really loved your Maniac Cop episode. Thanks. Um, Len was great. I freaking love Len Kabazinski. Yeah, that, that was amazing to hear him just go through <laughs> his thoughts on Maniac Cop and his thoughts on his own movies. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then I also did Blair Witch and just rewatched Blair Witch last night because I had not seen it in, you know, probably 12 years or something. Wow. So, yeah. Wow, glad to hear it. Hey, that's always the goal is to get people to recheck out the movies. So, uh, yeah. I, w- thank you guys really very much. And, and we'll definitely have to get you all on there. And uh, and you'll get to hear what uh, the five-day rental shop thinks is the best horror movie ever made. Oh, I don't, we would not be able to decide. Yeah, we're going to have to ask us, and we would out. never. <laughs> <laughs> Better we, figure it we, out. Start working like on it, boys. Three 15-minute mini-episodes. <laughs> just <laughs> We are like, yeah, it'd be like when you have to buy all your kids a birthday present. <laughs> you have to say, you know all right, I mean? you get yeah. some stuff, too, so you don't cry mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> well, hell, man, I really do appreciate it. When Dan threw this out as Mad God or as a possible watch, I was like, oh, shit perfect opportunity to to beg george to come on so. hey didn't have to beg truly uh, i'm really enjoying the show guys and uh look it was uh, truly a, a joy to come on and and talk about a movie that i really do love so uh, a win 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 for george thanks man thanks man. Out here. folks from 2021 and from just after robocop 2 started mad god by Phil Tippett. Check it out. It's streaming on Shudder. Um, nothing else to say. Thanks to George for coming on. Check out all of his shit over there at the Best Little Horror House in Philly. Great Little stuff going PHO on. on Twitter. I forgot to say there that. There you go. <laughs> Follow him on Twitter as well. Um, you have a Discord, George, for that? Uh, yeah, but it's not. Eh. It's, okay. It's, and you do have a Patreon, though. Yes, we do have a Patreon. If you're look, hey, if you're really enjoying the show and you're like, I would love to know what George thinks about things that aren't necessarily the best horror movie ever made, but might be something adjacent to it, uh, like a movie that we just think is interesting. Hey, I mentioned Begotten at the beginning of this episode. 
There's an episode about Begotten on there, which is, you know, more of like an interesting movie to me than what I would say is the best. Uh, we've also talked about like Freaky Friday 2003 <laughs> as a horror movie. We talked about like video games and stuff. We've done Resident Evil 2. We did Doki Doki Literature Club. Uh, Clay Tatum from American Arts and Culture Review is coming back to talk about PT. Actually, he already did. I'm time is all fucked up <laughs> but that's recorded already it's just not edited <laughs> so um yeah so all kinds of really cool stuff we ranked uh top 10 little or not little um treehouse of horror episodes from the simpsons from the first 10 seasons um it, all kinds of great stuff so yeah check out the patreon if you're really enjoying the show yeah well there you have it folks as for us uh well only one left or one thing left for me to say and that's crash and burn crash and burn crash and burn crash and burn a huge thank you to george from the best little whorehouse in philly it's a fantastic show it's better than our show just listen to his show i mean that's i would uh, you can find us on our Discord. Link will be in the show description. 